It's the Breakcast. Breakcast. The PopBreak.com. Breakcast. Breakcast. Listen to the show. Because you're in for the PopBreak.com. Breakcast. Breakcast. Oh, Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Breakcast, the official podcast of ThePopBreak.com. My name is Bill Bodkin. I will be your co-host for this show, and I am also the editor-in-chief and co-founder of the site. And today we are talking movies, and when we talk movies, especially when I talk movies, I am joined by the man himself, Doc Hollywood, Dan Cohen. Great to be here, Bill. How are you? Yeah, this is it. It's our summer movie preview podcast and to quote one of the trailers from one of this summer's upcoming biggest movies i've got a really good feeling about this <sighs> that's right because this summer uh movie preview podcast will be like it was last year focused about one specific thing and that is hollywood's focused energy on the star that is Eugenio Derbez. That's right. Last year's star of How to Be a Latin Lover. This year's star of Overboard. This podcast, 90 minutes of Derbez madness. That's all we're talking today. No Infinity War, no Solo, all Derbez, all the time. Uh, I did not get this memo. Uh, well... I don't think anyone in Hollywood did either because Yes, That Man is starring in a major m release for the summer. But It's one of the movies we will get to on the list. Yes, it is. We are going to be going over all the big releases this summer. We're going to be talking about how we feel these movies are going to be both um, from a critical standpoint and financially. Uh, this is going to be uh, this is our third summer doing this. Third thing, annual one. That's right. Uh, and in years past, we've we've always had some sort of grand analogy, or I've made a weird analogy. Uh, <laughs> 2016 was very much the chain restaurant of summers of summer blockbusters. It was here's these franchises that are you know quote unquote reliable, and they'll make do. And makes me want to go to Chili's. Exactly, you'll have the meal. It'll fill you up for the for like the two hours. Ultimately, you forget it. That summer turned out to be exactly like that. Last year, we go went in there, kind of compared it to the weather. Like there was a storm approaching. We didn't know if it was going to be a, a huge hit or is this going to fizzle out. And as we saw by midsummer, it was a huge fizzle out. This year, to me, this summer reminds me of if you're a sports fan of a uh, the New York Yankees starting lineup, or maybe even just a sabermetric uh, fueled team, where. There's probably going to be a bunch of strikeouts, but when the hits come, they're going to be big and they're going to be out of the park. Yeah, we'll I'm see about that. Uh, yeah, as a as a Red Sox fan, uh, hoping you're wrong. Well, oh, I'm saying your your team's doing well. Don't worry about it. We're Bob. doing quite well. Yes, we are quite well. As as people are calling for my manager's head already. Um, Dan, we're coming into the summer. A lot of big movies this summer. A lot of tent poles. A lot of big franchises. Uh, you know, and especially early this year, everyone kind of taping up the fists and getting ready for a hopefully a lucrative summer after we've kind of had a, um, a, a not so amazing 
first quarter. I mean, if you could describe this movie season so far of 2018 in two words, it would be Black Panther. Yeah, I mean, hits uh, and misses. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. We had we had some we had some decent uh, we had some pretty good ones some surprises we talked about in our our uh, 2018 preview podcast. Yes, um, we did. Uh, a quiet place. Dan and I were talking about that before the podcast. So it already grossed a hundred million, doing very well. Uh, we also talked about uh, game night, uh, which was a big surprise for me. Did pretty well this uh, this quarter. Probably which one of the I surprises. still I still got to see that. Uh, I, I will highly recommend that one. And of course, Ready Player One. That was that was the big release, and a big shout out to our uh, writer Sean Cordy, going down to uh, South by Southwest, meeting Steven Spielberg, and watching that film. So. Uh, a little bit eventful, but I think we're gonna we're gonna cut right to the chase because this summer, starting way early this year, we're recording this on April fifteenth, a Sunday night. Yes, um, and that, usually I'm pretty strict on the summer movie season. It begins first weekend of May, it ends last weekend of August. But of course, we have to make an exception this year. There is just no if ands or buts about it. I, and I feel like this summer, where last summer we we kind of felt nah, with that last summer outside of maybe Wonder Woman and some of the bigger superhero movies, mm-hmm. I feel like this year uh, Hollywood is trying to super serve us a little bit, and uh, that super serving, Dan, I wonder if that's going to cause you a lot of agita because there's a lot of franchises and a lot of series here that well, I know I, make your blood boil. Well, we we'll, you know we'll see. I, it's interesting because as you mentioned, this is our third annual summer movie preview podcast um and if i remember correctly you know i felt like when we did our 2016 i was actually going into it actually optimistic and it turns out that that was not a good summer uh thank you suicide squad yeah uh moving right along uh then last year that that was a summer 2017 that if you go back and listen to our preview i mean I, i sound depressed like i was dreading that summer there was just a there was a gauntlet of garbage to get through transformers pirates Pirates. of the caribbean alien covenant king arthur the mummy cars 3 at the end of the day that summer turned out to be okay um you know you got dunkirk which is all we needed i like to say i call i had two hot takes that came true wonder wonder woman would be the number one movie of the summer finished in the top five of the year and dunkirk will get its nomination for best picture well you know it's interesting because we and when we talked about the summer of 2017 going in, you know, we were pretty much right on the money because we said that a lot of these franchises, you were going to see a downtick in box office. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and, you know, when I when looking into 2018, optimism, optimism, dread, I, I, I hate to play the fence, but I'm kind of right in between there. And you know, I, I can agree with you. On yeah, that. I, I, I think that what I will say about the summer of 2018, though, is. I feel like this is actually a summer where we kind of know what we're going to get this year. I, I really believe that. I think when you, when we look at the franchises that we have coming up, there's a lot of safe bets, I think. I, I don't think this is going to be a summer where you're going to see that one big flop that's just going to shock you. Certainly there will be flops this summer. There always are. But I don't think there's going to be anything earth-shattering uh, this year. And, you know, when I look at for me personally, and you know, we're going to talk about all these movies. We got a lot to get to, so just everybody strap in. Uh, so, I would say there are two movies for me that I'm very much excited about. One is Deadpool two, uh, yes. and then one of them is kind of a wild card movie. And this is something that I've already mentioned on our 
most anticipated 2018 movies. It's coming out in August, The Happy Time Murders, but we'll get into that later. Uh, the other one, I'm also looking forward to, you know, Mission Impossible Fallout. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yep. Um, there are there, there are two movies I would say I'm dreading this summer. And look, I've, I mean, I kind of groaned about it when this podcast started. I've made no secret about this. You guys know I love Star Wars. I wrote about this when the first trailer came out. I'm just, we'll get to it, but I'm just flat out not looking forward to Solo. Um, the other movie I'm dreading is, I'm going to, going to put a little bit of a bookmark in that. We'll get to that one later. I'll reveal that one later. I, I also think I know which one it is. Yeah, you probably do. You know me well. Um but I think and if I if I'm being really honest too, like I know, you know, we'll spend a lot of time talking about the the big budget stuff, you know, the big franchise stuff, franchises obviously. But I got to say, uh you know, you also joked about Overboard earlier. This this could be one of the all-time worst summers for comedies. This is just I in watching these trailers not a lot of good comedies on the docket, uh, but we'll see. So, optimism, dread. I'm somewhere in between. What about yourself? Um, I think what uh, kind of go back to my analogy of put of a, of a sabermetric team that is all on the bit on the long ball. I think that's what we're getting this year. I think last year we went into the summer like we actually started out with the joke of, oh man. We really wish it was the fall instead because the fall had so many great releases last year. Um, some turned out to live up to the hype, others didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year, I feel like we're at least going to getting more of a, um, I don't know, up until, I'm trying to say a good date, up until probably mid-July, I feel like we're getting a really good showing from like a classic Hollywood summer where you're getting big movies. They're not all like the fourth and fifth sequel, well, some of them are, but they're not all like retreads. They're not the Jason Bournes or the Ninja Turtles or these sequels that are coming out there like Independence or, Day or Catch Which Me I If liked. You Can't, Catch Me If You Can too, stuff like that. You're like, really? That That's the sequel? That's the summer movies we're going with? Or like The Last Night or Dead Man's Chest, like the Transformers and Pirate sequels. You're like, really? This is what you're giving us this summer. We're getting a big Pixar release. We're getting the big Marvel movies again. Uh, we're getting a Star Wars film. Uh, we're getting a Deadpool sequel. There's a lot to be excited for in just on paper. And we'll here's see, a shot. We'll see, we'll, but we'll see. Hey, this year has been very unpredictable. No one expected Black Panther to make a billion dollars. No one expected A Quiet Place to, to crack $100 million. Uh, so there's, I think there's still room for those uh, sleeper hits to, to be coming this year. Right. And look, I mean, look, there's always there, – there's going to be some kind of big surprise. We just don't know what that is yet. Uh, you know, maybe we'll talk about some of those potential ones. And uh, it's funny because – I mentioned that there are two movies I'm kind of dreading this summer. I already mentioned one of them was. Uh, we'll get to the other one a little bit later. But shockingly enough, neither of those movies are actually Marvel movies that I'm dreading, which which surprises me. Well, you know, let's let's go right into it because the summer officially kicks off with uh, David Tennant and Bad Samaritan. No, we're not going to that first. No, no, enough is enough. We we got to get to it. The th- Wait, Than- is Thanos it- is waiting. Come on, let's go. Yes, the fist has been made to get to show that the some of his gauntlet is not done because Avengers Infinity, Infinity War drops. Now, this is a big one because it actually moved up one week um, in the box office. It was supposed to be that first weekend of May. Uh, Which I feel now, like was their plan all along, but hey, it's a it's a good move. They're just going to yeah, make so, oodles and oodles of cash. You know, the week of, weekend of April 27th, I'm sure it'll be out earlier. Um, my first question to you, Dan, is Ooh. 
Okay, so Black Panther made a billion dollars. Yes. Um, does this have the ability to do to replicate that? I are you, I think this movie has the potential to make two billion dollars. This is I mean because this is because we're looking at Black, uh, Black Panther just like was a dominant on the forefront of everyone's mind. Yes. Like, do you think Infinity War is going to be the same? Have that same resonance where it's just going to keep cleaning up week after week, like Black Panther did, or did Black Panther was a lot of that? You know, one people were stunned by, and its competition was horrid. Um, or because I feel like. Yeah, maybe at the end of the day, it compiles to that amount, but I'm uh, Infinity War, I'm speaking of. But do you think it's just really going to be this unstoppable classic Hollywood juggernaut that just just kicks a whole bunch of ass? There's no doubt that, I mean, look, a, a big reason why Black Panther made all that money is obviously because the movie is that good. And the yes. word of mouth was just absurd, um, and deservedly so. But but it also like I mean let's but you mentioned it before too like the competition there was nothing like it was Black Panther and that was it. Um, now certainly when we look at Avengers: Infinity War, I think it was a great move to move up one week earlier. I mean I'm looking at the calendar here in this movie. I mean it essentially has three weekends to itself. I, I mean this is uh, it does. I, I really I think this has potential to not only crack two billion worldwide but i think there is i don't think it's going to happen but you can't eliminate the possibility that it breaks the all-time weekend opening record beating star wars the force awakens i think you i mean look this is this is it it's 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 i think it has to because i'm hearing that there's stuff that's it's like i'm hearing sellout already like stuff's just sold out i mean look it's this is going back last month Everybody loves the Marvel Cinematic Universe. This movie, and this is it. This is the one that people have been waiting for since we saw that post-credit scene in 2012 in the first Avengers. I mean, this whole Marvel Cinematic Universe has been leading up to this. You have all the characters. They're all going to be there. It's massive. It's huge. And as you know, and a lot of other people know who have listened to us for a while, I, you know, I've, I've had my negativity towards the MCU. Um, but <laughs> heaven help me, I actually have expectations for this movie. Like I now look, I'm not gonna go crazy. You know, I'm not gonna go in there expecting to see the best movie of 2018 here. Like I'm sure a lot of people will, and that's fine. Um, certainly if you're a fan of these movies, then I have no doubt that you would go in with those types of expectations. I am expecting a good movie here though, and I'm certainly just I'm just intrigued to see how they're gonna pull this off. It's just so many characters and the other thing too is you know obviously one of the things that gets me about the mcu is the overuse of humor when i watch these two trailers i don't see a ton of that although in that last trailer the two jokes that they had i wasn't i wasn't blown away by them which is like the star lord telling tony stark like "Eh, your plan's not very good let's go with my plan and then the then the whole peter parker to Doctor Strange. Oh, I guess we're using our fake names. Like, eh, those were kind of misses for me. Oh, I but know, they weren't. But they weren't like. But I'm not expecting like. But I'm not expecting humor on the level of like Thor Ragnarok, which to me, like the humor in that movie. I know everyone disagrees with me, but that that completely derails the entire movie. Um. So look, this movie's gonna. It, it's gonna. There's no doubt. Like it's like wrap it up. This is gonna be the biggest money maker of the summer. The end. 
Um, and I think it's going to be good. I, like I said, heaven help me. I have expectations. So what's changed your mind? Because like, well, I just, I think what's changed. Well, first of all, the MCU just bought a ton of goodwill with me with Black Panther, which is a legit great movie. And by far the best MCU movie there is. I mean, I like the two guardian movies, but to me, Black Panther was that emotionally impactful movie yeah. that I've been waiting for. You can read my review for that. You can check out our podcast that we did. And so that that that's one reason. And the other reason is I just, like I said, you know, even though I've been an MCU naysayer, for the most part, I enjoyed the cast that they've had for these movies. And so I am enjoying their interactions with each other in the trailers. And it's just like, I, you know, you know what the other thing is, too, is if I really think about this, when you have a story that I think is going to be this grand and when you have so many of these characters, I just don't think there's going to be time for those, you know, jokey parts. Like, this is, I, I think I'm buying into this being serious business. And one of the other things I'm buying into is I think we're going to get a damn good villain. I mean, we better because... I think the biggest thing that intrigues me about this movie is that you have all these heroes coming together. And what I love about it is they all have to join forces to fight one guy. And that to me is intriguing. So one of the reasons, so I asked you this question, I asked you that box office question because I yes. just wanted to get your opinion on that. I think what's crazy about this is we just had a billion dollar movie in Black Panther and three months after that's released, well, maybe two months, sorry, two months to change, almost three, we're getting him again. And we're not just getting him, we're getting the two other most popular characters in uh, Suri and Okoye who are both going to be in this film. Right. Because they damn well sure made sure they were front and center on the marketing on that. Because you're now going to get – because you're going to get the, that crowd who maybe just came on into the MCU for Black Panther and be like, oh, those characters are back. Okay, cool. I'm coming back in. And now you have every one you have ever seen in the MCU is in this. Interestingly enough, first Avengers, total box office domestic, $623 million. Age of Ultron, 459. So there was a dip there. Well, Age of Ultron is not a good movie. <laughs> well, Age of Ultron is basically First Avengers, just rehash of the different villain. Uh, and But I look at what I'm also very heartened by this is, and I have gone on record saying this multiple times, I am a big fan of what the Russo brothers do. I, I'm, I'm not wrong saying they're directing this, right? Yeah, um, yeah they so, are. So, I mean, I thought they did an amazing job with The Winter Soldier, which before Black Panther was my favorite MCU movie. Um, I thought, you know, Dan and I disagree on this movie, but uh, I thought they did a really good job with uh, Civil War. But I think uh, you also look at that and say, okay, even if you don't love that movie, Dan, I know you don't love that movie, they were able to handle all the characters pretty well. Absolutely. Show, no, I'll, show, I'll copy they, that, definitely. They, show, they showed they could direct a very big movie with a lot of moving parts, and I think that is really, really um, comforting going into that and i think what's also going to be good about this one is we're going to take from that we're going to borrow from that civil war tone that we're gonna like everyone's calling it and we i mean we have the piece coming out or it'll be out by the time this podcast is up uh, someone's gonna something someone's gonna die in this movie i mean that's what everyone's talking about who's who's the the character that's gonna die so we're gonna see we're gonna get some some drama in here I mean, I, that's what I expect. I mean, after, and look, I, I kind of alluded to this when I wrote my Black Panther review, like after that movie, there's no going back. 
Like I don't oh, want I, I don't I don't want to see like the Thor Ragnaroks of the world and the Doctor Strange is like we're done. I get it. Like you know, it, I I know that there's going to be humor here. Like there's going to be that fun that really appeals to the people who like these movies. But no, I, this is this yeah, is ser- this is serious business. And yeah. I just can I can I also I want to ask you because you mentioned the marketing. Aren't you? I am actually surprised. Don't you think you would have expected to see Black Panther even more front and center in the marketing? Like, I feel like he, he should have been in like ninety nine percent of this trailer. Yeah, like, bank yeah, off the, that. Yeah, well, I was just talking about the uh, uh, the, um, the posters. Uh, no, okay. But in, in the uh, yes, they do not show enough of him in in the actual trailers. I know the first one they did a little bit, which kind of like ruins a little bit of it because you're just like, oh, I guess these characters do survive <laughs> um, if I haven't seen this. But I actually say I didn't like the first one or two trailers because it was just like, here's everyone running or walking towards the camera. That third one really got me where you're, you know, there's going to be it's um, to pardon to pardon the cursing here. But it, as some bands say when, on the, when they're on stage, it's time to cut the shit and play the hits. Yeah, that's what's yeah gonna, exactly. That's what's going to happen here, and it's it's going to be it's on. And Can, there's and if you've ever read the Infinity War, I mean, there's Adam Warlock is not involved in this, but if you if you've read the Infinity War, the Infinity Gauntlet, the stakes are extremely high, and Thanos is a crazy good villain. I, and I think Josh Brolin was a good choice. Uh, I think it's an excellent choice. Can, I think it's going to be a good summer for Josh Brolin. Can I? Uh, one of the things can I tell you that I'm a little worried about with this is you, you know that Doctor Strange is one of my least favorite Marvel movies, and I got to say I think he seems like he's in this a little too much for me. And I've got to say, as much as even in the Marvel well, movies, I even in the Marvel movies I don't like, like Ant Man for example, I'm not really a big fan of that movie. Having said that. I do really like Paul Rudd as um, Scott Lang. Um, I was never... It, it's not that Benedict Cumberbatch did a bad job or anything, but like I, I really wanted them to go different with that casting. This is something we've talked about. Like it just. Well, I think they have to remind people that he's in it because if you look at the grand well, Doctor scheme, Strange scheme, made a lot of money, though. I mean, it did, but how many films has he been in? Really, he's had his one feature and then a couple, maybe after credits cameos. Well, he was in Thor Ragnarok. Like he was in a couple scenes. In I that didn't movie. see. I, I didn't see Thor Ragnarok. So uh, yet, um, although everyone tells me I should, except for you, he, he's just uh, not one of my favorite characters in this whole I think universe. That, I, so, but if you mm. think about it, who's going to be forgotten the most, it's just like Guardians. We just had the sequel. Thor's been in a ton of movies. Hulk's been in a ton of movies. All these guys have been in a ton of movies, and Black Panther just came out. So you got to remind people, I think, that he's in there. And I don't. Th- I think you're going to see a better version of Doctor Strange in this movie because, again, it's not time yeah. to be. It's not time to be jokey. I think you're and right. Think, and what I like about it is the stuff I've seen of him when he's like looking up with like his crew behind him, he's creating his shield for lack of a better word. Like I like what Benedict Cumberbatch does with his facials of just the sheer terror that is coming into his eyes, giving more of a weight to the the, the bad guy, which is not something Marvel, which we've talked about outside of Killmonger um, has done very well. Such Such a great villain. That is. Can we, can we go pause this podcast and just go see Black Panther again? I gotta. I gotta say. So be, yeah, I would in a heartbeat. <laughs> listen, listen. So I want to make it. You know, as we've talked about, been an MCU naysayer for a long time. But I really, I'm really, really rooting for this movie. I want to love this movie. But I am telling you right now that if I come into this 
and it's not serious business, and it's and it's Thor Ragnarok, Hulk bouncing a ball off the wall, like you know, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose it. I'm going to I lose just, my mind. You I just can't, can't. You can't do that with this movie. You can't. I just and I think they know that. Unless I think they know the, that. unless it's in the beginning, you know, like they're just like, <sighs> okay, here's Hulk, and he, but I, I I think at the end of the day, those moments are just going to be moments we're going to like, it's just literally going to be forgotten because of the, just the big drama that's coming. Right. I just I th- don't, I, I just, I just can't see it. I because mean, remember, Civil War didn't really have that much snark and humor. And, and, and wa- yeah, it did. It did kind of in the beginning. And now, I mean, I just, well, my, my problem more with Civil War is just, I think that story is an absolute mess. Um, I, I just think the script is really sloppy. I'll give it to the Russo brothers in that they were able to direct they were, their direction was pretty good. Um, like they definitely had some impressive sequences in that film. I just don't like I've always said that, hey, the movie is called Civil War and the actual Civil War aspect is just completely thrown out the window in the last 30 minutes. So, I mean, whatever. I We have a whole podcast about Civil War. You can go listen to that. But look, bottom line with this movie I'm looking forward to it. And look, I'm certainly, I mean, there, there's some humorous aspects I'm kind of intrigued by. Like, yeah, like the idea of Rocket and Tony Stark interacting, like, could be funny. Like, I'll, I'll admit that. Um, I'm looking, uh, I'm, at the end of the day, Dan, where do we, so we're both pretty much in lockstep. This will D- most likely be the number one movie in Without the breaking a sweat. Um, where does this end up in the grand scheme of things uh, when we're talking at our end of your podcast? Is this... Number top five, number one. Where where's this ending? I, I think I think you've gotta. I, I think it's gonna be the. It's gotta be the number one movie of the year. Uh, I just don't see because I mean we'll talk about the Star Wars movie that we're getting in a little bit. It's obviously that movie's not gonna beat this one. And there's no Episode Nine at the end of the tunnel here. You know what's really at the end of the year here, like Aquaman. I mean, not. Nah, I mean, this is it. It's it's Infinity War or bust. Okay, cool. So uh, then, what we're gonna then the only competition it looks like this movie has uh, by competition, I mean the other release, and it actually could be flopped in the next weekend is a small thriller called Bad Samaritan, which David Tennant of Doctor Who fame stars in. I watched the trailer for it. Um, basically, what this movie proves is that David Tennant is a really could be a really good bad guy. This is a VOD movie. And we're going to move on from there. Um, so we're going to the first weekend of May. Um, officially, we don't know if Bad Samaritan when that's opening. Uh, we go into uh, a movie I'm very surprised it has this early in opening. This seems more of an award season type mm-hmm. movie. And that's uh, Tully starring Charlize Theron uh, reuniting with Diablo Cody. Jason uh, Lightman, yeah, directing so to me, I, I've seen the trailer for this a few times. Looks okay. Uh, young, I didn't. I didn't bother with young adult. Um, I feel like this is just a weird time for this movie to be released, and I wonder if that speaks I to any know. part. I mean, of the we, we we get this. We get this sometimes where they sometimes try and sneak like a counter programming awards movie into the summer. I mean, we've seen this before. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know. We'll see. I actually, Young Adult is not that great of a movie, but it's worth seeing because of uh, Charlize Theron's performance, which is really I heard, really uh, good. Patton Oswalt's going into. Oh, that's right. He was, I think, yeah, like he was in that. Uh, so, you know, I don't know. I mean, the trailer looked okay. Okay. Uh, the quote unquote big release for this weekend is uh, the joke we made earlier. <sighs> and that is, uh, the Eugenio Derbez. He's back in the remake. I can't believe they remade this movie of overboard, the classic comedy starring Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Um, 
And wow, did I just blank on who is starring in this movie with him? Oh, Anna Faris. Anna Faris. Is taking, she is taking over actually the Kurt Russell role while Eugenio Debrez is taking over uh, the Goldie Hawn role. I saw the trailer for this and man, um, I just don't care. It, it, it's it's one of it's look, it's I alluded to this earlier. It's just one of these, I think, potentially bad comedies. It's just you know, people falling and Pratt falls and like whatever. And I gotta say, like I I actually think Anna Ferris is really, really talented. I think she's really funny. I just she's just has been saddled with some not so good projects and this looks to be like one of them. It's they're burying it. I mean, it is what it is. Um, and, and way you know. too much um Ava Longoria in that trailer, by the way. For someone who's just playing a side character, she's in that trailer a ton, which made me thought think she produced it. She did not. Um, it was just a very odd trailer, and I just I don't know. This is this is I don't know. Could this be like the snatched? Like it, it like could make some money. Well, snatch. I mean, snatch didn't do that well. I mean, it like yeah. I mean, it made its money back with some profit. I mean, I could see overboard. No, that. I mean, I think if you're going that route, like sure, yeah, I could do that. Like, I, I could I could see that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the the old like the. I mean, of, as you mentioned, this is a remake of the Goldie Hawn movie, and I know a lot of people like that movie a lot. I don't know. It, Maybe they can tap into that audience. We'll see. Um, I'm sure. I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like that, that crowd is a bit stodgy at this point. Who's just like, why would like, you? Whatever. This? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So yeah. So that, that's why Avengers: Infinity War is going to steamroll uh, because then we have on May 11th we have a movie called Breaking In, which. Uh, uh, I didn't do any research on. Oh, that's with Gabrielle Union. Um, okay, and then we have probably which the bigger release is Life of the Party, the new another comedy, another comedy. This time starring Melissa McCarthy uh, about a mom who gets divorced, goes back to college. I've seen this trailer, and I have a soft spot for Melissa McCarthy. I think she's great. I haven't disliked many movies that she's in, um, and. I think this actually has the ability to be a little bit of a counter-programming release, like you were saying. And I think this actually does fairly decently at the box office. No, uh, I, I, I've been like, champion, really, like, Yeah, I, people really like this. This won't do spy level good because spy is just awesome. Uh, but, you know, I could see it doing something like The Boss did or uh, a couple of her movies. like doing fairly well, uh, but, you know, Infinity. And, and I think Infinity War will be up, like, this will be it's third weekend so people will want to see something a little different yeah no i mean this trailer like look it's it's fine um but having said that like i could definitely i I could definitely see it being funny and i I have definitely championed melissa mccarthy she is really funny i mean spy is great you and i both like spy now this is uh ben uh falcone this is the same director as that's her husband uh, that's right yeah and so he did so he did tammy which was not good um, no. And then he also did the Basso, which I reviewed on the site, and uh, it's okay. I mean, it's not. It, it's one of these movies that is just completely carried by the comedic talent of Melissa McCarthy. So this could definitely be one of those. Um, I think this has some other good people too. It ha- I believe it has. Uh, oh yeah, uh, Julian Jacobs, who's pretty funny. Um, Julie Bowen, Chris Stephen, Stephen Root is in this as well. Maya Rudolph. I mean, so look, it's got some. Yeah, Chris Pernell. So. It's got some good players here. We'll see. Hope, hopefully, you know, like I said, I, I, I hope to see some good comedies this summer. I know, I, that's ask, I know that's asking a lot, but Life of the Party, I think it's a concept that, you know, 
probably speaks to Melissa McCarthy's talent. So this could be a good one. I think I think you're looking at a movie like at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I was like from Minnesota <laughs> for a second. Uh, I think I think I could see this racking in between sixty and eighty million dollars by the end yeah, of the I summer. Could, I could see that. Like it, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a, a solid hit for them. Like I could see uh, people skipping overboard and just going for this one. So yeah, it, we'll see. It, I'm sure I'm gonna see it. My wife loves Melissa McCarthy. Uh, okay, then we move into May 18th. Let's get the let's get the the small stuff out of the way. Oh, uh, a yeah. movie that you have marked as a whatever, uh, I think they do <laughs> fairly decently, actually, is a movie called Book Club. It's uh, Diane Keaton um, and a whole bunch of uh, ladies talking about uh, they read Fifty Shades of Grey and try and reignite their sex life. I think that has a very niche um, audience, and I think it'll I think it'll do fairly well. I, I don't think it'll uh, – it won't be a uh, girls' night type uh, – surprise but i think it actually by the end of the day we'll look back like oh wow that actually made that made a couple bucks hey listen i just listed it as a whatever because we got a lot of we had a lot to get to all right oh no i'm just saying you know because <laughs> people will just see that and be like oh really and then you have the movie show dogs um dan i'm gonna let you take the lead on this one Wait, why do i have to take the lead okay well i've done all the other ones so far okay well show dogs now let me just say this this is coming from the esteemed director who has brought us such joy with the Smurfs, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, both Scooby-Doo movies, I believe. Um, so listen, this is a movie about, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Will Arnett, and he stars opposite a uh, talking dog who's like a detective. Um, and the now, All right, let me just kind of settle in here to, to get this plot out of the way. So Max is, like I said, he's a detective, and he infiltrates as a show dog undercover to kind of solve this crime with Will Arnett. All right. So you know what? I'm reading that plot and that is actually something on paper that if you do it right, it actually could be kind of funny. Like I, I think, but no, if you look at this trailer, it's, it does. It, it looks exactly what you think it's going to be. It's it's dumb. It's silly. It's it's going to be. I mean, Max is voiced I mean, by Ludacris. So there you go. I mean, look. You know, I you know, you got Will Arnett here. Uh, I'm sure he was paid uh, very handsomely for this. You know, so good for him. Um, although I bet you know, he I do I do think he is the kind of guy who could probably make this pretty funny. Um, I don't know, but like I said, I guess if you want if you want to make a movie. Uh, about talking dogs. I mean, I guess this is the director you want to go to. Uh, Wasn't it just a year or two ago we had the one where Kevin Spacey was turned into a cat? Oh, yeah, Nine Lives. I think that was last year or the year before. Yeah, that's right. Yikes. So, uh, so I mean, look, if, if you want to get... Hey, if you want to get a good chuckle, check out the trailer for Show Dogs. But I you, know what, you know why this could do okay? Because there's no kids movie that's going to be out during yeah. this time. I don't know. I mean, Once Upon a Time, Turner and Hooch was a hit, so there you go. Hey. Hey, we all cried at the end of that when we were seven. Um, and then, <laughs> let's, okay, so, let's get so to the real movie the, this week. Let's, let's, let's get come on. Out. We get all that garbage out of the way. So now we go into the granddaddy of them all. We're going to Deadpool 2. Now, that movie was moved up from a June 1st release. This will be on May 18th. Uh, Dan and I, we talked about this at length on our 2018 uh, movie preview podcast. Say that five times fast. Um this both ended up in our top two. Um, Dan, I'm going to, since I, I let you do show dogs, let's, why don't you take this one first? Something. Oh man. I mean, this is no, th- th- this is it. This is the movie. I am absolutely the most excited about this summer. No question about it. 
I mean, I you can't speak enough good things about the original Deadpool. I mean, we've all seen it. It's awesome. Here's what I love about these trailers too is that uh it's you I think they're doing a great job of hiding the best stuff, but they're giving you just enough to make sure that like hey, this is going to be Deadpool again, like this is not going to be a sophomore slump. I think it looks fantastic. I love this dynamic of Deadpool working with a team. I think it's going to be really funny. I think Josh Brolin looks great as Cable. And I just, this is what I've been saying from the beginning is it's kind of like this odd couple dynamic where Cable is this like really dead serious curmudgeon. Uh, and then he's just being really annoyed for two hours by, of course, Wade Wilson. Uh, I think Domino looks like a really fun character. I, I think this is going to be absolutely outstanding. I I, I know my expectation is going to be too high for this. I think it could outdo the original. Like I said, I think they're doing a really good job of hiding the best stuff. I don't feel spoiled at all by these trailers. I absolutely cannot wait. I expect this to be the best movie of the summer. Hands down. No, are, are you not worried about like kind of we were talking last year about Guardians where they're gonna try? You think they're gonna try and do too much, or they're gonna try and think it's gonna be a, uh, go overboard on certain things, or um, they just play the greatest hits? So you don't you don't have? Any I don't think so. No, n- not at all. Because I think they're doing. I I think they're doing a really good job of introducing some good characters here to uh, really round out the movie. And so I, it's not like you know. I think it could be really easy to just hey. Let's just have it totally be relying on Ryan Reynolds just to have him, you know, go up to 11 on this one. Uh, I don't think so. I think they're going to do some really cool new things. And like I said, I think the big I think the big draw here is Deadpool in a team. That's what I think the big difference is, where it's the first Deadpool is just it's the Ryan Reynolds show and we love it. And I think for a sequel, they know that, you know, they got to they got to they got to up the ante here. They got to do something a little bit different. I think that's where a lot of the humor is going to be in this movie. I also, you know what I also expect with this film is sort of like a lot of self-referential humor about sequels. Like, I feel like there's going to be a lot of scenes where Ryan Reynolds, like, talks to the audience about expectations and sequel hype. Um, You know, you can already get a little bit of that in the trailer when he's talking about some of the team members and like, hey, we've got to have this person who could carry a franchise for 10 to 12 years. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I watch in the trailer and I'm like, yes, like that is, that's classic Deadpool humor. Not worried about a sophomore slump. Are you worried about a sophomore slump? No, you know why? Because I feel like Ryan Reynolds, kind of like I was saying with James Gunn last year is like Ryan Reynolds is so dialed into this character. This is a character that he basically, you know, birthed because he wanted this to happen so bad in the first movie. And this second movie, just the painstaking detail, they do everything from like the Bob Ross, um, yes, you know, trailer oh, to like perfect. some of the posters where he's like painting. I forgot who was painting, and he ends up painting someone else. It was like Hugh Jackman, and he's painting Wolverine. It's, it's something they were painting. I can't remember who it was, but it was just like they're doing something like that. It's just, and then you know, the re- reach for the sky, the Toy Story thing was just fantastic, and it, it's just they they don't they honestly didn't have to put this much effort into marketing this film. And they have put a lot of effort into the marketing of this film. And I think that shows me that they care about this film. They're excited about this film. 
And uh, I think one thing as with the team dynamic is it just gives Ryan Reynolds someone to bounce off of. Because if you yeah, look at some, yeah. some of the, the best moments that weren't him talking to the camera, it was him bouncing off to Pinder or bouncing off his um, his roommate. Who or, looks even funnier in this one, too. Uh, uh, I, do, I, I do love him. He's that that first scene in the, new, the, the most recent trailer is just hilarious. I, that, I mean, that, that was enough to just sell me and just to reassure me. We're good here. And you mentioned, you know, you mentioned Ryan Reynolds and just the care that he has for this character. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't think he's going to allow a letdown here. He's just not going to allow it. He yeah. knows. He knows yeah. what's expected. Yeah. And, and I also think one one character we've only seen glimpsed in the background. Terry Crews is in this, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I do love Terry Crews. And I can't wait to see what he and Ryan Reynolds could do together. I think that'd be great. And um, I really think this could be end up being the number two box office wise. I think this is Oh absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is really going to this is gonna you know, I think this will obviously I I think it's obvious that it'll dethrone Infinity War and it'll it'll have a nice run. And I think it'll be kind of crazy because we go into what the next week holds. Yeah, it's a very, very interesting transition into our next movie. But uh, before we go into that, it it reminds me of like the, the the mid to late nineties, early two thousands, where you would have those three, especially in the early part of summer, those three, four big movies all making bank, you know, week after week after week. It's something we haven't seen in a while. Uh, so I'm, I'm really intrigued to see that, but this one I, it, is a run. Don't walk for me. Like gotta see it. Um, I, I, I still laugh every time I watch the original. It's just such a good movie. It's so oh, I've seen the original like six times already. <laughs> I, 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 I love It's just, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. So we're going to, so going from that bundle of joy, we're going to, can I actually, I, before, before we do that, uh, well, you know what, actually I, I was going to ask you a question, but I'm going to save that for the end of the podcast. Go ahead. Okay. We're going to go into Memorial Day weekend. The big release is going to be one that is going to uh, – this is where we're going to have a lot of the debate. It's going to be uh, – that's Dan having a nice fresco right now. Um, no, it's uh, me having an emotional meltdown. Oh, man. I, was, I would make a Super Bowl joke right now, but that's just poor uh, insult. We, uh, uh, so, go, so May 25th, it is Solo, a Star Wars story. Yes, the long-awaited – Han Solo origin story film. The film will star Alden Eidenreich as Han Solo, of course, will feature a bevy of big names, directed by Ron Howard, who took over for uh, Lord and Miller, who were who were replaced last summer. We did a podcast about that as well. Dan and I spoke at length about this film in our preview podcast. But Dan, we have to we've had a few trailers. Hmm. And um, would you like me to start? Do you want, or do you, do you need a blanket? You're let me, right. I'll, I'll let, let me start off by saying this. Um, You're going to see. Well, yes, I'm going to see it. Uh, and that's, which, actually, is a, which is a, a change from we, our we've we've, we've had we, we've had some conversation. We've had a lot of conversations about this movie. Um, and so, For good reason. Look, I I want to be really clear about it. before before I get into solo a Star Wars story. Before I just kind of go into my little spiel, I. When I I am gonna go see this movie, and believe me, there I want nothing more. I want nothing more than to see this movie and walk out of it saying that was awesome. B- believe I want to love this film. I want to be more wrong about a movie. Like I mean, I just I want to like it. But look, I when I wa- that that last trailer 
and you know, I kind of joked about it at the beginning of the podcast, but it's just I have a really good feeling about this. To me, that line of dialogue says it all. Like this is going to be it's it's just fan service, fan service, fan service, fan service, fan service, fan service. That's what the movie is. This is what it's going to be. And been saying it since the beginning. It's I mean, I know I sound like a broken record here, but it's a movie we just don't need to see. We don't need to see Han Solo's backstory. And again, it's just a lot of people know I'm not a fan of Rogue One. And I get that same feeling I do with this movie. Just JV Star Wars. It just, it looks small. It looks whatever. And I, you know, Alden Einreich, I... I really, I think he's a good actor, and I really, he was the, like I've, been, like I've said a lot, I think he's the best part of Hail Caesar, but in just going by the trailers, the performance just isn't clicking for me right now. Like I said, I want to be wrong, I want to really like it, I'm rooting for the guy, but it just, I don't, I don't, it does not feel like Han Solo at all, it doesn't feel like that character at all, and I know what, I know what people will say, I know what the argument will be is, well, Dan, you know, He's not trying to be Harrison Ford, like he's trying to be his own thing. And that's fine to an extent, but you have to remember this isn't a reboot. Like he's playing that character. And I think the better comparison here is like when you look at guys like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, who they, they, they put their own spin on those characters. But when you watch those performances, you can also buy 100% that they will become Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. I don't get that with I don't get that with this performance. Again, wanna be wrong. But like I said, it's just it's a movie that I've been really dreading. And the reason why I don't want to see it is because this comes from a place of loving Star Wars. And I have a lot more to say. I'm gonna put a bookmark in this for now because I wanna get Bill's thoughts. The the last thing I'll just say before I hand it off to him though is there is one thing I am very much looking forward to this movie. It's the obvious one. Donald Glover as Lando looks amazing. That is like that like that is the one thing where I know I'll walk out of the movie saying like that was good. But because Bill, you could see him becoming Billy D. Williams. Y- y- yes, exactly. And yeah. I know you've now look, you've been looking forward to this movie more than I have. You've had more I'm hope than me. Much. But you've also but you've also but you've also had some of that same dread, I think. I think that's fair to say. We haven't talked since that last trailer about this movie. Which I how, just, by the way, I just watched it two hours before this podcast. How you I've feeling about so it? so busy. How you feeling about it? Uh, so they obviously pulled the show your strengths, hide your weaknesses with that trailer. They're mm. like, guys, don't worry about this, dude. Let's focus on, oh, hey, who's that? Oh, that's Woody Harrelson. We're going to show a lot more of him. And let's, uh, let's look at... Um, Oh gosh, I totally forgot the one guy's name. They just introduced him in the, um, and I never remember his name. He's married to Jennifer Connelly. Well, you, you also have you also have Paul Amelia Bettany. Clark no, in this Paul, too. Oh no, she was in the other trailer too. Uh, Paul Bettany is like, oh, here's Paul Bettany's in this trailer now, and oh, we're gonna show more of the robot, and we're gonna show, and so they showed a lot of other stuff. And to me, I'm like, oh, I'm intrigued by this now. But then you see Han Solo come in, you're like. <sighs> It's almost like there's a better movie without Han Solo in there. Like, I almost want to see a movie set into the Star Wars universe with Amelia Clark and Donald Glover and Woody Harrelson. That's I would want to see that more than a Han Solo movie. And, and you I know what? It's too. like if you if you literally clipped him out of that trailer, 
you would still be like, you'd be like, hey, no, I go see that movie. I like that cast. Yeah, but I th- I think what's going to happen here is uh, I'm going to see it. Uh, maybe in the theater. Hopefully in the theater. Uh, I that last one gave me some hope around the movie, but still not enough for the star. Like I'm dreading his performance, but I look at the rest of that movie and I'm like, yeah, this this is this. They could they could they could really make this something. Mm, kind it's of like not, a, it's not enough for me. Like Jacksonville Jaguars. Everyone's like, well, Blake Bortles is terrible. The rest of the team's great. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's kind of like that. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's not a a bad comparison. I mean, there is Blake Bortles as a quarterback. He's the center of the, he's the center of the offense. He's the center of the team. Al Nienrich is the center of the movie. He's the title character. So he has, he has one, he, there's this one delivery he has that is really cringeworthy. And it's one of the jokes. And it's when he's, he finds out Chewbacca's age and he's like, well, you look great. That was bad. Well, I just I think, bad. I think if they had cut it before that line, it would have been fine. I, I, I don't no, know. I'm just talking about the trailer. I'm not talking about a movie. Um, so here's my thing with this movie. It's like, I'm a little more hopeful than I was when that first trailer came out. When that first trailer came out, I was like, Oh, just put me in carbonite. I don't, and, and and let me wait till it's on VOD. You which know what I mean? App, which is an apt comparison. And I also, it's just like, and I know, I know, and I know, I know what I'm about to say is like, oh my god, Dan, that is the most nitpicky thing like ever. But I think it's, but I I'll think it's you. part of, but I think it's setting, I think it's part of setting the tone for this movie. It's like even when you look at the title card. When Solo, a Star Wars movie, comes out, like yeah, it, looks, like it. it looks like like it looks like a CW logo. It just oh, no, you know, this you're, is you're not the first person to tell me that. This either. is Star Wars, and uh, you know what else really ticks me off too is like I, I think I think we saw some of this with Rogue One. Is that expectations going into Rogue One were low? Okay, and I feel like you're getting a similar vibe with this movie, and it's like. I, I know what's going to happen is that this movie, people are going to be more forgiving of this movie than they were for like the last Jedi because the last Jedi, it's the big star Wars movie that was hyped as hell. And that movie took a lot of big chances and you know it's, why it's, it's, grand, it's grand, it's epic, but it, what happened? It got nitpicked. Like it just got, it was divisive as hell. It was nitpicked a lot. And here's what's going to happen with this movie is that like people aren't expecting much and they're going to come out of it saying like, well, you know what? That was a lot better than I thought it would be. It's exactly what happened with Rogue One in my opinion. Rogue One was different because that was the first spinoff movie. Let's just call it a spinoff movie. Yeah, sure. Um, first, a Star Wars story. Let's call it. This <sighs> is the second one. You're coming off a lot of... Now, you and I are possibly in the minority on this. You're coming off a, a divisive Last Jedi, where a lot of people didn't like. And I think, one, that's going to hurt its box. I hurt, think that's going to hurt Solo's box office. I really do. Well, And, and, I, and then I think... People are going to come out of it. I don't think they're going to be as forgiving because some people, if they were lukewarm on Last Jedi or didn't like Last Jedi, but they are going to see it because of Star Wars, I think you're going to see people sour. And I think you're going to people be really loud on how they don't like this movie. People were very loud about how they did not like Last Jedi. They're very passionately against that. Okay. And I don't think they're going to be as given that that bad much like how there's all that moment, positive momentum for Marvel coming off Black Panther into Infinity War, there's a lot of negative momentum coming off um, 
Last Jedi and with all the drama around this movie. So I, I could see the, that forgiveness might not be as universal or as warm. And I think they really need this movie to be good. Mm. And I, I don't know if it's going to be. I actually see. I There's a lot of what you just said that I agree with or disagree with. Because I think, look, the bo- okay, let's talk about the box office for this movie. The, this movie, it's not kind of like flop or anything like that. Like, we're not talking about like a Justice League scenario here. But uh, I do, you know, which didn't flop, but like barely, like maybe eked out a profit. But look, Solo, a Star Wars story, I think that it's it's definitely going to be the lowest grossing movie of this kind of new new Star Wars, right? It's not gonna t- it's not gonna touch Force Awakens, Last Jedi, or Rogue One. I don't think this gets to a billion dollars. Um, I no. do think it's going to be a disappointing box office run. And it's not, when I say like people will be forgiving, like I think people will be coming out of it saying like, well, you know, it was a lot better than I thought, but I don't think they're going to go for repeat viewings. Whereas you look at something like The Last Jedi, and yes, there was a lot of divisive reaction. A lot of people didn't like it, but you had people like, there's a lot of people like you and I that love that film and will, you know, defend it till their dying day and went back for a lot of repeat viewings. So well, let's, even, also, so, let's so, just look at the box office too right now. Force Awakens did 930, did a 936. Um, Rogue One did 532. Last Jedi did 620. I mean, that's a hell of a drop off. Yeah, but I well, I mean, but come on, I I mean, the Force Awakens like that. We we I think we I think a lot of people had a feeling it was going to get absurd numbers because that was it was thirty. It was the return, like the real, real Star Wars return of the old characters. So that's the allure that it had. I can't see this touching Deadpool or touching Infinity War or touching Black Panther. I don't. I see it maybe top ten, top fifteen this year. In fact, in fact, I I'm shocked that. This movie hasn't been moved because we've talked about that. We, we've t- like I, I thought for sure they would have moved it towards the end of the year because yeah, you're I talking about. I think they're worried about one week. Honest, yeah, go ahead. I think they're worried that Aquaman's going to do well, and you know yeah. what? I think you know what Disney's really banking on. I think, and you're going to laugh at me when I say this. Okay, I think they're la- they're banking on a huge on huge money for Mary Poppins. Oh, I don't. Oh, I'm not going to laugh at you at all. I think that movie's going to do really well. Podcast <laughs> another day. So, but, they, so I think that's why they're like, oh, you know what? Let's not move it to where like it take any kids away from Mary Poppins because we want but, that to be. But I almost, money. but I almost feel like with this movie solo, like I kind of feel. I know it's being released on Memorial Day weekend, but don't you feel like Disney is also like, are they sacrificing this movie? Because I say that because like one week after Deadpool two, like. Solo, a Star Wars movie, will be the number one movie at the box office one week after Deadpool two. But I think it's I think it could be closer than you think, especially think it, think if really as, especially if Deadpool two really hits like it did last time. And I also feel like the marketing for this movie just I mean maybe it's still a little early, but we just got that second trailer. We got a ridiculously late first teaser trailer. Um, the, like I've barely seen posters for this thing. Like, I don't know. Do, do they know that this movie isn't that good? And I also say that because of the, I, I think what you're going to see is, like I said, I really do. I'm going to stick with my belief that a lot of people are going to come out of this saying like, oh, better than I thought it would be. 
But there's going to be, but the box office is going to be a disappointment. And I think there's a reason why we haven't heard release date announcements for things like those rumored Yoda movies and those rumored Obi-Wan movies and those rumored Boba Fett movies is because I think after this movie, Disney is going to realize people don't want this anymore. They don't want these prequel spinoff We've already seen these character movies before. I think what you're going to see going forward is after episode nine, which will complete the main Skywalker story, is I think you're going to get things like the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the producers of Game of Thrones doing their movies. You're going to see filmmakers doing their own Star Wars movies that aren't tied to any previous characters, and they can go off and do whatever the hell they want, and it's stuff that moves Star Wars forward not backwards i think that's gonna i really hope that's what the outcry is gonna be after this movie like i said about rogue one when it came out even though i liked rogue one solo a star wars story would have made a great show and i just want it would have made a better television series than a movie yeah i mean i think i don't know like i still feel i still feel like you have the same problem of don't don't ruin this character for me, kind of thing. I mean, like but like more, they ruined like they ruined Boba More Fett. time to evolve the character, more true, time to true. So you're not jamming everything. You're not jamming the greatest hits in the two and a half hours. You actually have a ten episode arc or something like that, where you could build the character. I think. Um, but like, just to kind of bookend it, like, look, and we've talked a lot about this movie in previous podcasts, and I just want to end it like this. I want to be wrong. I do too. I, w- I, w- I want to love it. I want to love every Star Wars movie. So um, we move on to we the do. beginning of June. And, we are in June now. Uh, there's, a, there's a movie coming out called Adrift uh, with Shailene Woodley and Sam Clayton. Uh, it's your, you know, basically a disaster movie based on a true story. Okay, great. Could um, be a decent moneymaker, counter-programming thing. I could sure. see that. Uh, then there's the Johnny Knoxville starring Action Point, loosely sort of people are saying based off of New Jersey's Action Park. I saw the trailer for this. Uh, we this I felt like stop this it. It looks it August looks awful. Release. It, doesn't <laughs> it look looks good. it looks aw- like okay. Let me just say this. I've I've never been a big Johnny Knoxville fan. Having said that though, like the stuff like his jackass stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Like I, it's it's not for me, but I I understand why people like it. But when I look at this movie, like you want to talk about Pratt, like seriously, I, go 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 watch this movie. Pratt fall the movie. Every two seconds is it's people falling, it's things f- falling on top of people, it's people running into metal things. You got a scene where a squirrel goes up some guy's pants. Like, go away! I, I don't want this. No. Moving no thanks. On. Moving on to the weekend of June eighth, which we finally come back to reality with some decent movies. The first we had one, a couple I'm gonna, big ones. I'm going to talk about this first one, which I think could be one of the big hits of the summer. And okay. that movie is a movie called Hereditary, going to be released by A24 um, of a studio uh, house. I think is kind of becoming the new kind of Miramax of this this generation uh, with the uh, how well they've done with movies like uh, Moonlight and many many others. Um, the trailer for this came out in February and or January, February, and some people were saying that advanced word is this is the new exorcist. Like that's how scary this movie is. Whoa. And like I have seen this trailer three times, and this movie gives me the same feeling Stephen King's it did. It 
it, it oh god, I went the goosebumps thinking about it. It's just frightening and weird and creepy and just disturbing. And horror fans are salivating for this. It has been a dearth of horror of good horror for a while, since it really uh, dropped. So I don't be surprised if this movie, especially it has no budget, this movie could make serious money. Uh, go watch that trailer if you haven't. It will creep the shit out of you. Yeah, so look, you, you know I'm not a horror guy, um, but I, I do, now I watched this trailer, and I, even as someone who's not a horror fan, I did like it a lot. That was a really good movie. It's, it I, seems I, I was, orig- it's, it's, yeah, this one has that so same vibe, yeah. I, I, no, I can get on board with that. Like, I can see where you're coming from when you make that comparison, so yeah, it's we'll original. see. It's and original, can, it's it's weird. I think because of, like like we said about Show Dogs, there was no kids movies <laughs> coming out, there's no horror you know, for horror fans that could really something they could grasp. That's original. We just keep getting a lot of retreads. But but in horror, traditionally in the summer, like has potential to clean up. They make these things for five bucks and they make bank. So, oh, I absolutely can get on board with you that this could be a big surprise hit. No doubt. Speaking of what I think could be really good. This is an uh, interesting uh, one. uh, It's yeah, it is. It's very interesting. It's Ocean's 8, which is kind of like. Ocean's 8 and Ocean's 11 story <laughs> because it is set in the world of the Ocean Danny Ocean movies. Right, and I think Sandra some people Bullock are confused. Sister. Right, some people are confused about that. Just to, like this is this is officially in the Ocean's world. Like this is yeah. in the franchise. San- Sandra Bullock uh, plays Danny Ocean's sister. And she has her own crew, or she assembles her own crew. I'm trying to get her name. She plays Lou Ocean. Um, and there are spoilers in the IMDb, so don't go there. Um you're gonna get it's it's a hell of a cast. Yep. You got Rihanna. You got Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, Her- Helena Bottom Carter. Uh, supposed to Katie Holmes is in this, Anne Hathaway, Kate Blanchett, uh, James Corden. Um, don't like I said, don't go to the IMDb site. It's gonna give away some surprises, uh, which it did for me. Um, I just need to see who directed it, and then I can tell you. Is that Soderbergh? No, it's Gary Ross. It's Gary but- Ross. Yeah. I do not know what he directed. He directed Pleasantville, some of the uh, Sea Biscuit. He's done some big stuff. He's a writer, uh, yeah. So he's he's he knows what he's doing. Um, I, I I'm looking forward to this movie. I think it could be a hell of a lot of fun. And with all a lot of these blockbusters, I think that's the the theme. People want to be entertained. Ocean's Thirteen was a very long time ago. Those movies outside of Ocean's Twelve, those movies are reliable fun. Yeah, one of them was good. Ocean's Eleven is a great movie. The other oh, two, oh, pff, oh, no thanks. Ocean's Thirteen was convoluted and a mess. Fun and you, I like I like Al Pacino in it, and that's about it. Yeah, oh, he's he's good. I like Al Pacino in that one. But Ocean's Eleven, the original, the, oh, is yeah, still that was great. The best. It's like if you haven't seen it, go out of your way. Oh, um, it's one of the most rewatchable movies ever. I mean, abso- absolutely. And, well, I so I I'm, can I I'm go for it. Yeah, I, I just so the trailer for this, I think it looks good. Not great, but I think it looks good. Yeah. The cast the cast is really good. I could see I, this is a tough one to get a read on. Uh th- I could see this movie making a ton of money. Like if it ge- if it really hits and if it gets good word of mouth, um I could really see I like honestly, I could really see this movie being top 5 gross of the summer. Oh, I, I I really believe that. Um, however, I also think that if the I also think that if it gets like eh, word of mouth, like yeah. kind of, I think this could be one of those Rotten Tomato movies 
Like, I think if it gets a bad Rotten Tomato score, like, let's say, like, 58 or, like, 65 or something, then it won't, yeah. I don't think it will flop, but it will, yeah. it will kind of come and go. Exactly. So, I think it's positioned pretty well, like, two-week separation from Solo, um, and then also we'll talk about next week, you know, you have The Incredibles 2, but different audience. So, I, I, I think there's a lot of potential with this movie. This is an upside movie. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, that's the best way to describe it. The, the floor on this movie is a $50, $60 million but, uh, gross, I think. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. Unless unless it, unless last year, unless the summer drops off like last year. I don't know, though. If this movie I made, I don't know, I don't know what the, the budget is, but I $50, 60000000 I mean, that's probably, I got to say, they'd probably be disappointed with that. Uh, well, that's why I'm saying it's the, that's the floor on this movie. Right. Yeah, it doesn't really give one on box office mojo, but... um. Yeah, I don't, you know, they, they are, it's, you know, they're trying to bang off the kind of Ocean's name, which, you know, I understand from a business perspective, you know, we'll see. I mean, I still think, you know, that franchise name still has, you know, still has some recognizability, I think. People will remember the good parts of that. Yeah, no, definitely, parts. definitely. And I mean, look, as much as I don't like Ocean's 13, there probably are more people on your side that like that one. Um, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess anything was going to seem better after Ocean's 12, which is not good, which is just an absolute disaster. And there's, there's just an inherent, inherent likability to that franchise, an inherent likability to the cast. Oh, I mean, Sandra Bullock, I mean, come on. Mindy Kaling, Sarah Paulson, just insanely likable characters. And I love the fact that Kate Blanchett is playing the Brad Pitt to her. George Clooney. I, I love that casting, and I love the fact that Anne Hathaway is the villain. I think that's just... That, that is a good call. I think, the, yeah. I think the casting I, is really on point on this film. If this is one of these, like, 93% Ron Tomatoes, I mean, the sky, oh, could yeah. be the, the sky could be the limit for this film. So we'll uh, see. Abs- we'll see. Absolutely. Um, I'm really hoping we don't make a rough night pick, you know, this one, where we're like, that's guaranteed Ooh, to do well. There's that like, was a bad oh. call. Not a bad movie, though. Yeah. Uh, okay, moving in July, June 15th, a movie you said off the bat, uh, and that is The Incredibles 2, which is the long-awaited sequel to the Pixar classic, The Incredibles. Dan and I are very split on this film. Um, I am very excited for this film. I feel like there is a massive audience for this film. I remember seeing that in my 20s, now in my mid-30s, so I feel really old, Um I'm still going to go. I still want to go see this. I think the trailer is, you know, the trailer looks fun. Um, it's intriguing. I, I think the Incredibles has aged well. I know, Dan, you disagree with that. But I think there's a huge audience for this film. And this is the big animated film for the summer. So it's really, it's not like last year we had Despicable Me or Cars um, and, a, and a, the Emoji movie, <laughs> you know, given what, even what that was. <laughs> This is the big animated film of the summer, and it was one of the few animated films for the summer. So I think you're just going to – I'm sure you'll have one in August. But um, this has all the ability to have clean up huge this summer. I'm saying this could be – this is easily top five grosser for the summer, top, definitely top ten for the year. Oh, I agree with you on the box office. Uh, so I'm so I'm about to tick off the whole internet. Uh, this is the second movie, aside from Soul, that I'm dreading. Um Oh, I thought it was going to be Jurassic World. No, no, we'll get to that soon enough. This, okay, so when they first, and so Bill, you mentioned it. I, I like, I when I first saw The Incredibles, I think that came out in 2004, I believe. Mm, and uh, I and so I liked it a lot, just like everyone else. I loved it. I, you are correct. Yes, and so, but you're right. I, I think it's, I still like it, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's aged well as a lot of people think. 
so when they when they announced they were going to do the Incredibles two, I rolled my eyes, but I wasn't like, but I was like, oh well, this was inevitable. Like we'll see. Um, I was kind of whatever on it, and then the first trailer came out, and I pretty much had the same opinion. I, I got to tell you, I'm I'm sorry, but that last trailer was was not good. I I just to me, you know, you know what I thought when I saw that trailer is, I thought to myself. This is why they they didn't make a sequel for so long. This is a movie that works once. That's it. It's just uh. it's this come on. Oh come on. That trailer, it's the same jokes. It is just this is to me this is I won't say bad Pixar, but this is mediocre Pixar. Just just trying to be clever, like that's it. It's not about character depth. It's it like it's not, you know, it's not inside out. It's not Toy Story 3. That whole did you wash your hands bit and he keeps running back in. It's they're going for cheap gags. And these are cliches that we've seen a ton of times, like, oh, you know, Mr. Incredible, he's staying home, you know, trying to make dinner. Like the 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 whole like Frozone and the banter, like we've seen those jokes, like we've already seen those jokes. To me, I just don't like I said, like I say with all these movies, like I want to love every movie that I go see. I would love nothing more than to come out of this saying, like, "Wow, that was actually really good." But when I, I see, think, when I, I see, I just don't. Here, let me just say this: I don't see anything new here. Like it's just the same. It's the same movie. That's it. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I get your point on that. It is basically inverting the story. Which yeah, that's it. Is incredible. It's the, yeah. However, however. That's our first trailer we've gotten. And no, no, I, I think we got one. Well, I think this is our second no, no, one. No, no, no. We got like a we got like a three like a teaser. All like, right. Yeah, maybe you're right. It was like nothing to it. That was the first trailer for that. And here's the thing: I feel like that first trailer was, you know, it 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 doesn't get the A for effort. Okay. And I think it was just like, hey guys, we're going to show you the greatest hits on this one. And then the next trailer, I think, will be better. Here's the other thing about that: you have. The writers on this, I mean, the Incredibles are beloved characters. You have people who do great performances. Uh, Craig T. Nelson, probably his best role ever, you know? A Aww, lot of great performances. Are, come on, go, go. coach. Come on. Give me that coach shit. Uh, <laughs> that was his best. I mean, like, listen. It's a, good, I think, it's a decent I, sitcom. Sure. Sure. <laughs> that didn't have the emotional resonance like this. Uh, but what I'm saying is, it's like, I have a feeling this movie, like, that trailer wasn't great, but I have I have strong faith in Pixar that they're not going to let what was, pun intended, an incredible film, in my opinion, just bleh. You know, I, this is Cars. Cars was bleh. It made a ton of money. Kids loved it. Let's make sequels. This movie was it's beloved. It was clamored for for years, and I think they're going to deliver a very good film. Hold on, but you say like I, you know, I trust Pixar, and I don't like. I'm sorry, Pixar has been really inconsistent lately. Like, yes, right, yeah, 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 yes. Coco was great. Coco was great. That was one of their great ones. Um, but then they also did like Cars three, and I'm sorry, like Finding Dory, and like the Monsters University stuff, I, like whatever. I, I Whatever. Didn't. I thought I liked all of those. Uh, I mean, but I just they're not okay. And I'm not. And I'm not saying they're bad. Well, I to be fair, I haven't seen Cars three, but I'm not saying like they're no, right. And it's not that they're bad movies, but like when you when you say like let's not beat around the bush here. When we're talking about Pixar, like we're talking about you know 
a high quality of film here, right? Am, am I right? I so sure. so uh, so I just like so to me when I just see The Incredibles two, it just looks to me like oh yeah, it's just it looks like one of the mediocre Pixar offerings. And again, yeah. I want to be wrong, but I, 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 I I've said this before. I've said this before. Hopefully, after this one. They'll get all these sequels out of their system. Well, and you're wrong because Toy Story 4 is I'm already... Not convinced that's gonna, I'm not convinced that movie's happening, but that's a conversation for another day. But fine. So let's say it does. So outside of Toy Story 4, though, like, finally, I think we can put to bed all these sequels that they've... I, think, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with Let's that. go back I, to original material. Right. Uh, but I th- I, at the end of the day, like I, I, think, I think there are certain films they have the reverence for the Incredibles is one of them and I feel like they're going to deliver a very good film I think you're I think I can't speak confidently for solo but I feel like I can speak confidently on the Incredibles 2 that you're gonna walk out saying you know what I enjoyed that movie a lot it's just I, I, I will make I will make that I will plant my flag on that it's it's just to me it's gonna it'll be perfectly enjoyable I guess but again I just it's gonna be the same movie as you said I will though in send you if you don't like it I will send you the cheapest bottle of Manischewitz I can find. <sighs> well, uh, I would I would, I would I would I I would start prepping that package right now because I just I don't see it with this movie. We'll All see. Right, well, moving on, there are two other films coming out this, that same weekend. Yes, uh, one of them is called Tag, which is. Uh, a comedy that kind of just sprung, to me kind of sprung out of nowhere. It's uh, Jeremy Renner, it's uh, Ed Helms, it's John Hamm, Hannibal Burris, uh, Jake Johnson about a group of friends who have an epic game of tag for over twenty years and is actually based on a real life story. Uh, I've seen the trailer for this and it was pretty funny. I will say this: I we've talked about some some potentially bad comedies coming out this summer. I am planning my flag on this movie. This is Dan. Co- this is going to be Dan Cohen's. I'm not saying like this is going to make massive box office. Are you saying this is your like your sausage? Your Dan Cohen sausage party? Uh, no, because because uh, I'm going to stick with uh, I'm going to stick with another movie that comes out in August for that. Oh, that but one, this yeah. could. But this I, I think I have a lot of hope for this movie. I think this looks hilarious, and I'm very hard to please, as you know, when it comes to comedy. But this to me, like I read the concept and I was like. That's hilarious. Now I'm going to watch the trailer. Let's see if the trailer delivers. It does. I get kind of a dodgeball vibe. Um, I think Jeremy Renner looks hysterical in this thing. Oh, it does yeah. have a really good cast. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not the biggest John Hamm fan. He's hit or miss for me. Uh, we'll see. Maybe maybe they unlock some kind of comedic magic with him in this one. But I, I man, I really like the concept. And I think the trailer to me Looks like it's going to deliver on that concept. I I, I have some I, I have some expectations with this one. I think this is going to be really funny. Yeah, I mean the guys who who were behind it, who wrote it, have some decent credits to their name. So well, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I, I I'm hoping this film does well. Could I also see this film and not to be the Debbie Downer, but could <laughs> I see this film making twenty, you know, thirty, forty million and just kind of sweeping by? I that wouldn't shock me, but it, like the trailer seems too good for it to be like, just do that. You, you know what this? Uh, there one of the other. Con- you know this was a few years ago. I don't know if you remember uh, this one. I'm actually looking up now to make sure I've got the uh, title right. Yes, it is. Okay, so there was a movie a few years ago that I was really excited for, 
um, and it was the ping pong movie Balls of Fury. That I oh, saw, yeah. I, I I saw that trailer. I thought that movie was gonna be awesome. Like I remember they were describing that movie as like it's Enter the Dragon but ping pong, and I was I didn't hate it, but I was massively disappointed. I, I could see that happening with this movie as well. I hope not. Yeah, I mean, some of the guys behind it did Hall Pass, and they've done other stuff. So, but, we'll but say, check out, but check out the trailer for Tag if you haven't seen it. It's really funny. Uh, closing out that weekend is the remake of the 1972 black exploitation classic Superfly. Um, this is uh, this time set in the ATL. That's uh, Atlanta, for all of you who don't know. Uh, this, you know, will do whatever. I don't see this making a huge dent in any sort of boxes. I thought it was I a pretty see... cool. I thought it was a pretty cool trailer, and I just um, I'm actually I'm a really big Jason Mitchell fan. I think he's one of the most underrated actors working today. Um, yeah, you do love some Jason Mitchell. I, I do, and like, yeah, if you guys, you know, obviously, Mudbound was an Oscar movie from last year. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you see that film. And he's, I, I think he's the best performance in that movie. He's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, just, just it's an odd that that movie. That Superfly got remade. Um, like I said, I think this will do. Like this will do solid numbers. It'll make money. It's not going to be a game changer, or it's not no, going to threaten no. the big ones. But it'll it'll do fine. Uh, then we move into June twenty second. Oh boy, the movie I am dreading. Really? And, okay. Oh my god, am I dreading this movie? It's Jurassic World: The Fallen Kingdom. Kick it off! Kick it off! Oh god, let's see. Where should I start? Should I start with the ra- the Raptors pretending they're Freddy Krueger and going into kids' bedrooms? I don't know. How about giving away the ending of a huge volcano scene in the trailer? How about the lack of chemistry between Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard in the trailer? Uh, how about the fact that uh, there was probably a better movie and that was not written because what they did was basically rehash the lost world um i don't know what else you want me to say <laughs> well I, I just like I, i'm okay I, i'm gonna be really honest with you i'm shocked that you're able to like conjure up emotion for this film i am so indifferent like i'm not dreading it i'm not really looking forward to it i'm so i am so indifferent i am so indifferent towards I mean, jurassic world uh you mean the first jurassic world right yeah like i actually thought it was uh, like okay uh, let's no, go I, I, it's probably a six and five five and a half six and a half it's an enjoyable movie you could watch it a bunch of times it's it, there's nothing in it that is uh, like offensive in a way that's just like god i don't want to watch this movie uh it's just it's fun it's okay. a popcorn movie this just seems like it's sequelitis it's like let's complicate the crap out of things and let's basically rewrite the lost world because dinosaurs get into the real world and it's just like it didn't work in jurassic park 2 why did you think it would work again (laughs) but 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 bill but life finds a way you know what life does find a god all right speaking of the first jurassic world so i remember so it came out uh 2015 i believe that was a big that was a big surprise oh that was a huge surprise i mean i so i you want to talk about a movie going into low expectations i walked into that film i was like i might see the worst movie ever made i thought those trailers were were awful like horrendously bad and i came out of that movie and i was like it's not great, but it was actually like pretty. It was pretty good, and I think that they like for a movie that you know, it's like this is the fourth Jurassic Park movie, and it's like, dude, like how many times can you do a movie where hey, dinosaurs are on the loose, you're getting chased by dinosaurs, 
they run away. And I was like, they actually added some, like, the pterodactyl scene is pretty good. Like, that is a legitimately good scene. And it's something that, oh, yeah. we, and it's something that we haven't seen before in any of the previous Jurassic Park movies. So that was good. And I thought, like, you know, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, like, I think they did have chemistry in that first one. Oh, they did. And That's I agree with you. But I, I agree with part. you in this trailer. It doesn't look like they have it. At, like, they, yeah, they look like they're sleepwalking through this thing. Holy here's my Here's my Chris Pratt question. Okay. Let's, let's remove Are him. Are we approaching s- Jennifer Lawrence territory? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's a fair question. Um... I don't think like he's he's just so likable. Like I can't imagine like anyone there, would ever there, be like there oh, is a, Chris Pratt. Uh. There is some blowback on him. I feel like a little bit, but not the like Jennifer Lawrence. But he's I think he's like this will be an interesting one. But I, here's my thing about this movie: as much as I'm dreading this, and this much looks as, whatever. It's, I mean, like whatever. it's not going to be good. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to see it finish in the top ten easily for the box office. It's going to be a compiler. It's going to make money. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's not... Well, I mean, look, there's no chance in hell it does what the first one did. That that was... I mean, I think think, think that one made... I I think that there was a real hunger for a Jurassic Park movie, clearly. Um, But I also think, like, you you were removed enough from Jurassic Park 3, and because people I mean, that made $652 million. At the end of the right. day, but nobody likes nobody likes the Lost World, and nobody likes Jurassic Park three. And Jurassic so, Park three ended up with one eighty one. But I, and but I, I think, can see I can see this making that. I think there was a real craving for like right. a decent Jurassic Park movie, and so when when this when, came out, and was it was like, wow, this is actually movie. yeah. And when it came out, when people were like, it's it wasn't. I don't think anyone thinks this is Jurassic World was like this great film, but I think a lot of people were like. That was that was pretty good. Like we got what exactly. we wanted, and so it was a compiler. This one will be as well. Um, you know, I think they've already they're already in production for a third one, and I think that will probably be it for a while. Like I think by the time we get to the next Jurassic World movie, like then I think people will be like, "All right, enough is enough." At least for like ten more years or something. I don't know. The, I'm just like honestly, like you, you're like, uh, this. I'm dreading this movie. I am just like, I, I'm so whatever on this film like i can't even i mean i don't know jeff globum's back i guess that's not a bad thing exactly so we move on to the end of the end of june we move into uh an interesting sequel uh sicario day of the soldado i have not seen the first sicario movie i apologize come on would you i've been telling you to see that damn movie for would you would you would you see sicario for crying out loud i know and now i want to see because this the, the trailers on this look phenomenal um my question is, like, was Sicario, like, that big of a box office success that, like, it warranted a sequel? Well, I think it's, well, I think it's one of those movies where it, it probably wasn't made for that big of a budget, and I think it probably did well enough to justify a sequel. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure they didn't put a lot of money into this sequel as well. Um, and I think they, I think they probably knew, like, hey, there's a lot of people that like that first Sicario movie. Uh, I think they're going to come back for this one. And I mean, the thing is like, I, I would disagree. I don't think the trailers look phenomenal, but I think they look very good. It's well, not, it's not, it's who didn't see the first one. Well, look, it's I'm not like, going to be the first one. It, it, it's not. Well, for one big reason, it's not going to be as good as the first one is because Dennis Villanueva wave directed the first one. So well, like, let's, yeah, exactly. However, you do have the same writer coming back. And I think the big draw for this one is Benicio del Toro is back. 
as well as Josh Brolin. But I mean, Benicio del Toro. I mean, played. I it was one hell of a character in that. There was Oscar talk for him. I remember. Uh, he should have been nominated for an award for that. And so, yeah, he had one of the like just most gut wrenching scenes of that year. Uh, people who have seen the movie know what I'm talking about. And so I think so I think the fact that it's that this one is even probably more focused on him, I think that's going to draw a lot of people in. Uh I think this is going to be really good. I don't think it'll be great though, but I'm kind of going in with this one with moderate expectations, but definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I, it's interesting. I, I this just screams fall release to me. Like, yeah, and- I, I could see that. I, I like I don't think yeah, I don't know. Like I I feel like I I can see the method to the madness here like sneak a movie like this into the summer like maybe this is that type of flavor that people want like get away from the blockbusters for a little while you know it's one week after Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom so maybe after that people will be like oh my god I just I want to see anything remotely decent so I don't know yeah I can't gauge a financial one for this um it'll do fine Moving on, you've got Uncle Drew, which is uh, basically taking, I think, a concept from a commercial and extrapolating that out to a movie. Yeah, well, and as a Celtics fan, I'd rather see Kyrie Irving on the court, but, you know, it is so what it is. Ky- So it's basically Kyrie Irving uh, dressed up in, as an old man called Uncle Drew, who is asked to come and play uh, a street ball game to celebrate the anniversary of this park he would play in. He brings in all his old team, uh, who are also dressed like old guys who are played by... Reggie Miller, Shaquille O'Neal, Chris we- Chris Webber, and uh, I think Nate Richardson. Nate no. Robinson, I believe. Nate Robinson, and so okay, this movie will be fine. Yeah, I'm mean, sorry. It- I actually read a rumor that this was actually in a shared universe with Space Jam. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I thought I actually heard that too. <laughs> um, so this will be fun. I mean, this will be a fun like kids movie. Nick Kroll's in it. I'm sure he'll be entertaining because Nick Kroll. He, he's always funny. You can always rely on Nick Kroll. Um. If you never saw the house, he's really funny in that. Yes, uh, thank you, thank you, Bill. Yes, um, and that's actually a very, I think, under, it went way under the radar. Last I, I reviewed it on the site. I championed it. Uh, then you have a movie called Valley Girl, which is going to be with Mae Whitman. Uh, not much surrounding this movie no just yet, yet, so I can't really comment. Too yeah, much so on. let's move into July here. Um, July fourth kicks off as it has every few years with a Purge movie. Uh, this is the first Purge. It will be the prequel to all the Purge movies. I have seen all three of the Purge movies, and I've but... seen none of them. <laughs> all right, so it's going to do what every Purge movie does. It's going to make decent money. This um, is it's saw. I mean, it's just they're going to be making these movies for the next ten years, and supposedly they were going to make a show out of it. Now, if you look that's at interesting, it, actually, okay. I, 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 here's the funny thing: like, I thought it was the inverse, but it's actually every year these purge movies go up in box office. The first one made sixty four and was a big surprise. The Purge Anarchy seventy one, and then Purge Election Year, uh, which came out two years ago, uh, made almost eighty million dollars. I don't see this making that type of money, but I see it. You know, it's going it, to make good money. It doesn't matter. They make them for cheap and they make a lot. It's like I said, they'll be making but these movies till the end of if time. If you've never seen this, uh, the first purge is, uh, uh, Dan, you never see it. The first purge is interesting. It's very more of a social commentary. The okay. second purge pays, plays like a big, like almost um, like Escape from New York, almost like, uh, where they've got to run this gauntlet to get to safety. And it's 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 a much better movie than um, it should have been, in my opinion. It's not great, but it's it's entertaining. 
Uh, and I can't. I always can't, thought. I always thought the first purge looked like I'm gonna see it. Like it's been on my. It's been on my played, list. Uh, but... Crossbones in uh, Civil War. Oh, Frank Grillo. He's good. Frank, okay. Yeah. He, so he he carries that movie, and okay. he carries it very well. I think. Uh, then we move into the big release, July sixth, Ant Man and the Wasp. I there have never go. seen Ant Man. Oh, I've really? I've told, what are you doing? This movie it would be perfect You just for you to see it. It's a caper movie, Paul Rudd. Um, I just never got around to it. Um, this movie is going to, I think, do very well given its release because you're coming off Jurassic World. You're coming off a light end of June, a very light 4th of July, and people really love Ant-Man. So I could, this movie is going to easily make top 10. I, I I would agree with that. I do think though, like with the first, so the first Ant Man came out in 2015, and look, it Ow. did, it, it did, it did, it it did well. Um, but this was, but to be fair though, it was one of those Marvel movies that didn't like break break the bank here. I mean, but it, it but it's aged well, I think. No, I I think that's fair. Like it made like it didn't get to 200 million domestic, and I mean 519 million dollars worldwide. And look, I mean. So, you know, on one hand, it's like, dude, an Ant-Man movie made that much money. Like, that's amazing. But at the same time, like, come on, it's Marvel. Like, they're, this was, they were well into their dominance here. So, this was one of their lower key ones. To be honest, like, this isn't, this is one of the Marvel movies that I don't really have strong emotions towards either way. It's fine. Like, I don't like it that much, but it also doesn't get my blood boiling like Doctor Strange or Thor Ragnarok. Um, I do really like Paul Rudd in the role. He, you know, I, I, and you know, Michael Douglas was really good in the movie as well. Um, Evan Jean Lilly, I probably just butchered that name. Uh, but I, I do, you know, I think with this movie, like trailer looks fine. Like some of the special effects look pretty good. I do read that like Michelle Pfeiffer is yep. really, really great in this film. So you also and, are adding Lawrence Fishburne and Walton Goggins, who are no, both okay, like yeah, that, th- those are good ads. Solid as hell, man. The the only like the only thing that really just I I was like really gro- groaned at the trailer was the whole Pez dispenser thing, and that's just because that is the most Marvel joke you can do. Like that is it a made, look it at made my three year old laugh. So that is a exactly why it's in there. That is a look at me, look at me. We're a Marvel movie joke. Um, yeah, I mean this. I think you're right. I look. I I think this will be coming off a lot of good momentum. People, and I think you're right though. I think you hit the nail on the head. It has aged well. Uh, this should do pretty well. Yeah, definitely, definitely top ten. No, no uh, doubt. And I did make a mistake before moving into the next weekend. There is another big animated movie coming out, and that is Hotel Transylvania Three: Summer Vacation. Uh, another movie where Adam Sandler is just going to keep casting checks because the, the this other movie two will movies, probably make the other two movies actually aren't that bad. And again, another movie that go that like uh, that the sequel made more than the original. Don't be surprised if this does. Now, Despicable Me Three last year. Did two sixty four? Was it? Yeah, it was the Spike three last year, not the yeah. Minions one, right? Right. Cars three made over close to two hundred. I could see that sticking in that one seventy, one eighty range because again, this will be, you know, you're you're coming out almost a month after the Incredibles. Yeah, separated well, it, it will do well. It should. Do it well. Will, I think it will do well. It's and the then only you have kids game in town. Exactly. Then you have Skyscraper, okay, I, which is basically Die Hard, but Dwayne Johnson no, has a prosthetic yeah, leg. It, yeah, exactly. It's 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 if you took Die Hard, but you sucked out all the joy out of it. Oh, it's so just, it's that. So it's basically that last Die Hard movie. Uh, look, uh, yeah, uh, nah, fair enough. Um, 
yeah, that that fifth one was rough. Oh. Uh, it, awful. Oh. But this is just like, you know, you watch this you watch this trailer and it's like overly melodramatic and just just looks bad. It just But look, it's a Dwayne Johnson movie. It will make money the end. Well, you know, we did have He's he's, he's like, been doing it well. Seems, he he it seems just like Baywatch was his one misstep because Rampage opened to a decent box office. Yep. Um Jumanji. Jeez. Yeah. It's so good. Um, I don't. I didn't see it. I hear. I actually hear it's very. It's I haven't seen it yet either. I heard it's very entertaining. Uh, but again, it's just the Rock just has this likability to him. I feel like he takes his roles very seriously. Like he's not half-assing it for a paycheck. And yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it just. But I, you know, you know what? I'll, 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 I'll say this. This is not going to do well. I, 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 I think, just, I think it will do. Like, I'm not saying this is going to break the bank, but I think it will do. I think it will do fine. I think that. Uh well yeah I mean one week after Ant Man and the Wasp I don't know we'll see uh it you know we'll talk about the following week in a minute I I just like you said his one miss was Baywatch I'm not well, I said the same I said the same recently. thing I said the same thing about San Andreas and like that movie I I still can't believe that movie made the money it did unbelievable to um, do, Her- do Hercules yeah but that was being but like with Hercules we're still going off a few years ago so yeah. he still wasn't the rock in capital letters. Uh, so look, the movie doesn't look good, but it will do whatever I, I would like to move on. Yep. Uh, that will go to the two sequels. Yep. Uh, and an, an odd one. Uh, both, both very similar sequels. I think <laughs> they're, 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 you know, when you watch the trailers side by side, you're like, geez, what movie is which? It's the same movie. One, one of them is the equalizer two with Denzel Washington. And the other one is mama Mia. Here we go again. Um, People really love the Equalizer. It made a lot of money. I, I didn't. Uh, it was people, fine. It, it, yes, you're right. I'm not disagreeing with you, but people really like that movie. I don't. I think this is a bad time of year for this film to come out. I feel like this would have been a great August release, and it would have just made bank. I, I uh, no. I would go. I would go one step further. I say. I think if you put this thing out in September, September clean yeah. cleans up. I am absolutely with you with one hundred percent. I think it's going to come and go. And I don't like. I don't know. You say people love the Equalizer. I think people Anyone, were, people, people like it. I yeah, there's some. It's got a good fan base, and I I just don't know if they're coming out to the movies. But this isn't like this isn't you know we're not talking about John Wick here. Like it didn't have that kind of momentum. I so no one is John Wick. I don't think I don't think it will flop, but I think it's pretty it's gonna, much going to come and go. It, exactly. The interesting one is Mamma Mia. I think because you're basically reinventing the whole wheel on this one. I could see this being a bit of a hot mess that still makes a lot of money. Can, can I ask you? So I I would be really curious to know, like for for the people who are Mamma Mia fans, okay? I have seen like, the, are they, I've seen the Broadway play. Are they like are the Mamma? Do you th- do you think that the Mamma Mia fans are looking forward to this one, or are even yes. they like? Yes, I I honestly think they are. That trailer was not good. (laughs) No, that trailer, uh, to quote Dan Cohen, blows bags. And when I first read about this movie, I thought it was like, is this an Onion article? Like, it's like, oh, Meryl Streep's (laughs) dead, and but you know, and shares in it, and it's. I think people love a good musical. It's coming out. It's like a girls' night out type movie. I think in some respects, maybe not, Uh, but I think it's got an. It has an audience. And well, I mean, no, it certainly does. Yeah, and I cer- think I think people are going to like it if it gets good word of mouth. Stop it! I'm, just hear me out. If it gets good word of mouth, this money, this is going to be especially coming into that 
end of July, early August, you're going to see this in the top three, not for the summer, but the top three of the weekly box office for a few weeks. All right, what did the first one make here? I'm just taking it. Made a- one, it made about it made one. The first one made six hundred nine million dollars worldwide. Oh my god! Oh, dude, Abba is legit, man. Well, that was. People- I mean, but even though, but I, but you're talking about a movie like that was 2008, though. I mean, that was a while ago. I'm talking about ten years. You yeah, still and, think you and, still think it has that momentum? Uh, yeah, I do. I don't Not- know if it's gonna be that much, but it's still gonna do well. Yeah, no, you're right. I think I think it will probably like. I guess if you're if we're looking at the uh, the release date here, yeah, it will probably be number one for that weekend. I think I think it will be. It'll I think be number it'll be, one for that weekend and probably re- within the top three for a two or three weeks. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a, you know two week separation from Ant Man, the Wasp. Yeah, I think you're probably right. But let's go on to the next week, which is uh, which is a big one. And I forgot, there's another animated movie coming out. <laughs> Jesus, Bill. Uh, it's Teen Titans Go to the Movies. I've watched. Yeah, Teen but Titans. this is it's a it's a niche one. This is a niche one. Yeah, it's Teen Titans Go is a, is a really fun show on Cartoon Network. It'll do fine. It won't be a big. It won't move the needle too much. I predict it making Lego Ninjago type money. Okay. Because uh, it's the same type of thing. It's a popular TV show. The kids like those fans will go see it. Although Nicolas Cage does play Superman in that one, so. He voices Superman, which is kind of funny. Uh, but uh, I was hoping for more reaction out of that. But you know, like a fart in church, <laughs> my friend. Um, but the big one, the one. It's just hard because I've never seen I've never seen any of these Teen Titan things. So yeah, the the, the Teen Titans Go one is is uh, you'll like it because it has a lot of subtle DC references. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, so you go to Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. Oh, so hyped. Dan and I are unapologetic Tom Cruise fans. We're unapologetic Mission Impossible fans. I think this, this, uh, Dan, I don't know if you caught this in the trailer. This is the first actual, um, I guess, true sequel because it's actually following the same story from the previous film. Every other Mission Impossible has kind of been a bit standalone. Right. Where, it is called it, Fallout. Okay. Yeah, so it's the Fallout from uh, Rogue Nation. Uh, because we do see the villain from that film is still is still in this. Uh, there's a number of characters that held over that are just part of Ethan's team in this film. Um, I think it looks great. <laughs> I just I'm so excited for it. No, it I think look, I, I, I look with Mission Impossible. Like it is one of the most reliable franchises there is. Like I don't, I, I, I honestly I don't dislike any of them. And I know you're thinking like uh, Dan Mission Impossible too. I even like that one. Okay, that uh, th- nah, it's entertaining. Uh, it's definitely the worst one though. But no, this is. And I watched this trailer, and it's just comforting to know you know exactly what you're gonna get. It's gonna be well done action. It's not gonna be dumb. And it's just, it's Tom Cruise and all his Tom Cruisiness. Um, Henry Cavill is the villain. Yes. Sign sign me up. Uh, He looks good in that trailer. I guess he looks really good in that trailer. It's going to be another great Mission Impossible romp, and I can't wait. Uh, The box office will be very good. You know, it's not going to, you know, it's not going to be top five probably, but it should do well. Like they all do. Uh, yeah, you and I are unapologetic Tom Cruise fans, and he is just, I mean, this is, this is his franchise. Uh, I'm ready. I I accept, I accept. You accept that mission. Uh, and it's Christopher McQuarrie again, who has proven he knows how to direct these films. Uh, no Jeremy Renner this time, it doesn't look, uh, but, Mm, uh, He's probably too busy. Yeah, I mean, was he, he wasn't really in Rogue Nation too much, so... 
Was he? I don't remember. Uh, well, whatever. I mean, you have you have Tom Cruise and Simon Pegg back. That's all you need. Yeah, that's all you need. So then we uh, then we starting to get into August, which we know is a bit of a wasteland. Well, uh, yeah, and it, it's funny because it it really has. It's interesting. It's been a wasteland for a couple summers now, and which which really perplexes me because there's there's gold to be had here. Like, I mean, look, I mean, you know, I detest Suicide Squad, but hey. You know, credit to them. That was a fantastic release date for that movie, and it was just able to clean up in the wasteland. So I do think there is one movie here in August that is absolutely going to dominate the box office. But let's talk about it. Okay, we're going to August 3rd. We have a a film called Darkest Minds, which I have no idea what it's about. And, uh, yeah, it's Mandy Moore, so obviously just really... Oh yes, that's a why I, I do know this film. It actually looks like an X Men film, but it's not an X Men film. All right, uh, it's a YA thing, and it looks like garbage. Um, and then there's Mile Twenty Two, which is going to be a new Mark Wahlberg film, and Peter uh, reuniting with Peter Berg, director once again. Um, who, John of course, Malkovich, Ronda Rousey, yeah. Laura Cohan from The Walking Dead. Um, no trailers for this just yet, but Plot's this looks interesting. like a, I mean, I, I it, mean, it looks like it's going to be a shoot 'em up. I mean, Peter Berg is the ultimate hit or miss director, and I know everybody avoided Patriots Day, um, but that's actually a really good movie. I mean, check it out. Uh, I actually thought it was pretty good. Um, but you know, I you know, so you never know with Peter Berg. Like he could deliver something pretty solid here. Uh, we'll see. Then you have a movie called Searching, which actually stars John Cho and Deborah Messing. Interesting concept. This this is yeah. If you so this plot, um, I, I read this plot and I said to myself, this is either going to be really good or completely fall on its face. It's but, like uh, that movie Unfriended, which was the Skype horror film. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'll just hear. I'll quickly just. Very, I got it right in front of me. Okay. Um, yeah, go for guys, it, guys. Basically, is, uh, John Cho's sixteen-year-old daughter goes missing. He breaks into her laptop to find clues, and, and basically, the whole plot evolves and unfolds onto on the computer screen, which I think is an interesting concept. Uh, yeah, I'll give him an A for effort. You know, we'll see. That could be like if word of mouth does uh, gets around on this film, could be a nice little sleeper in the summer. Uh, All right, before we get to have... the big one, yeah, before we get to the big one, we got another comedy here, Spy You Dumped Me. Spy You Dumped Me as reuniting, um, oh, I might be speaking. Me, Mila Kunis. It's Mila Kunis and Kate McKinnon, who yes. I thought had started something together before, but did not. I don't, I don't think so. But this yeah. is... But it, it, so I think, uh, you know, it's uh, Justin Theroux, Jillian Anderson. Uh, it's coming from the people who did... Uh, Susanna Fogel, whose name is super familiar, uh, she did, yeah, she didn't do anything. That's crazy. A movie called, a show called Chasing Life. Um, this has a potential because people do love Kate McKinnon, and I think Mila Kunis is a really good straight woman for her. Uh, does this have potential to do bad moms money as it did a few Augusts ago? Um, I don't know. I thought this trailer was okay i think this this is one of these movies that um sort of sort of well well it's kind of like sort of like with anna ferris and overboard like i think this is a i think this is a movie that has a lot of talented people um i'm just not sold on the material here uh it just did not make me laugh i could see this but you know kind of released as you said in kind of a wasteland area if it if it gets good word of mouth i could see this being one of the surprise comedy hits of the summer um, you know, we'll see, but we've got a big one that also comes out this weekend. 
Uh, and that is Disney's Christopher yeah. Robin. Dan, I'm going to let you say uh, I, I, I think I think this movie is absolutely going to clean up. We just saw a very quick teaser trailer, um, but wow. it really it really resonated with people. Uh, and it's a little surprised Mc- it's August. That uh, seems like a perfect, perfect release date. Uh, I think that you have Ewan McGregor. He's playing basically uh, an adult Christopher Robin. And, you know, Winnie the Pooh comes back. Uh, and you've got a lot of very good voice talent here. Like you have this is I think this is like the most perfect casting in the history yes. of casting. Yes. Brad Garrett as Eeyore. Amazing. That I mean that that right there, I'm sold. I actually I think this one could be really good. I think really kind of tug at the heartstrings. Um, this is one of these live action uh, you know, adaptations that I think could absolutely just clean up. Um, you also the director here, Mark Forrester, he did Finding Neverland. I mean, he also did World War Z, <clears throat> whatever. Um, but you know, look, and I also um who doesn't like Ewan McGregor? So I, I think this one is I, I would not be shocked at all if, honestly, like, if this even creeped into the top three of the box office for the summer. I, I think it I mean, that you, I mean, you're also, you got Chris O'Dowd as Tigger. Yep. You got former Doctor Who star Peter Capaldi as Rabbit, Toby Jones as Owl. Uh, Mark Gatt, Mark Gass is in it. He's playing the kind of the heel of the film. Yeah, man, like, you know, Paddington actually did pretty well. Paddington 2 did actually pretty decently this year. Got great reviews. I know it's kind of dissimilar, but it's like, you know, you're going with that kind of same vibe, but this looks a little more serious. And I gotta say, everyone who saw this trailer, the reaction to this were just like, I'm not crying, you're crying. Yeah, like, yeah, it's one of those. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it just, when he comes onto that screen, I was just like, I had no idea what this movie was about. And, and then when you see Winnie the Pooh, you're just like, oh, God, I'm gonna cry. Like, it just looks like this has such a magnetism to it. And I don't even know, I think they just basically have to. You're going to see one more trailer for this film, I think, and I think they're going to be very, very precise with it, maybe giving you glimpses of the other characters, and people are just going to like melt on the inside. Right. I think this, uh, has, a, this has a big crossover appeal for adults and children. This also has a very um, – I don't know if you saw Saving Mr. Banks. It has that kind of vibe as well. Um, yes. I, I didn't see it, but I know. Right. And so, no, I think, I think this is going to do really well. Uh, and then we move into August 10th here where uh, – the, I, the, did you see the trailer for the Meg? Uh, no, I don't need to because I know that movie's probably going to be terribly awesome. Um, it's just, it's just like, was it the? It's like about a huge shark with Jason Statham. It's Jason Statham versus a huge friggin' shark. People, that's all it's, you need to know. It's going to be terrible, but at the same time, it's probably going to be hilarious. No, no, I, I'm no, I'm no, I'm sorry, I'm not doing. It. I'm not buying into this whole. Oh yeah, it's just gonna be like so bad it's good. No, this looks. This was is. It, this is. That, no, didn't they release piranhas a few years ago? Did this they is. Release? This is. Let's take Jaws, but make it as dumb as possible with just a sheen of CGI over it. I'm just look. I look, I've never been a huge Jason Statham fan. Um, I think he can work well in an ensemble, but leading his own stuff, I just he, he's never really done it for me. Uh, I don't like. I could see like that's I mean look let, let's be honest they're trying to bank off the the you know the shark the shark week kind of phenomenon here like the or what were the, the Sharknado movies that's that's what I was thinking which of. they're finally they're, ending right this they're year. finally ending I mean that's what they're trying to do it's trying to be like let's just make a shark movie that's so bad it's good um, I'm sure it was made for a very modest budget uh, just uh, go away 
Man, I wish this is this this is this the long awaited sequel to Deep Blue Sea? Yeah, I still haven't seen that movie. I, I which I've I, seen I, parts. I've seen parts of it, and it's it's not good. It's, well, I know, but that's but that's one of those classic like it's so bad it's good ones, though, right? Yeah, that's I, I'm kind just, of I'm uh, literally just catching parts of this right now as we talk. Uh, yeah, this just looks. This is a that's a lot of CGI. I shouldn't even brought it up. Uh, can we just? There's so much CGI, and uh, okay, going from there. Um, yeah, that just looks bad. Uh, we're going to head into a movie called Axel, which looks like a requisite YA movie. Who cares? Dog Days, which looks like a rom-com. Again, Nina Dobrev, Vanessa Hudgens, great, good for you. Um, there's an untitled Rebel Wilson and Hathaway comedy you have listed on here. Yeah, just don't. We don't know much about it yet, but you know, we you don't even know. know if that's going to happen. There's a movie that we moved into the weekend. Um, there's a movie called Three Seconds, and I believe that's the one, if I remember correctly. Yes, Joel Kinnaman uh, plays an ex-con working undercover to get him to infiltrate the mob. Uh, this that is a very it's intriguing August, concept, August, and it's got a, a it's got a good August cast. Movie. It, it, it's a very August movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Rosalind so, Pike, uh, you know, um, also Anna de Armas, who we just saw in Blade Runner, who was really good in that. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see. Joel Kinnaman is like, and Clive Owen, Common, they're both in it too. Uh, you know what, man? Like, I like Joel Kinnaman a lot. If you haven't seen the show Alter Carbon on Netflix, I highly recommend it. Um, I mean, to check that out. He's not. This is very B movie, B slash Z movie action, I think. Um, you have Captive State. Uh, which again, I actually have. So there, now there's a little, the, there's a little potential here. It's kind of like a, it's a sci-fi deal. Like it's, it's basically ten years after, um, an alien occupation, and it has John Goodman, Vera Farmiga. Uh, it's directed by Rupert Wyatt, and if that name sounds familiar to you, he is the guy who directed the first uh, new Planet of the Apes movies. So it's got some good, it's got some, it's got some good credibility here. So we'll see. Uh, but we just, you know, we just don't know too much about it yet. No trailer yet. But look, I yep. mean, when when John Goodman's in a movie, though, I'm gonna pay attention. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And then we're gonna move into uh, Alpha, which I actually remember seeing the trailer for. I was watching the trailer today. Like, I yawn. I've, I've, I've seen this movie before, and I'm like, oh, I've watched this trailer before. Uh, it's basically uh, set in prehistoric times. A boy and a wolf uh, become friends. Um, if you love the movie Ten Thousand BC, I'm sure that's yeah. It's exactly that's exactly. I mean, it looks a little better than that, but that's exactly the vibe I got. Kind of boring. Um, but the one, but the one that's coming out this weekend, it's a movie that I talked about at great length on our most anticipated movies of 2018 podcast, and I'm a little, I'm a little worried. We haven't seen a trailer yet. It's a little early, but still, you would think that they maybe want to build up a little hype for this. Um. So it's called The Happy Time Murders, and this is kind of like, I alluded to this earlier, I think this could be my sausage party of this year, and it's basically, the best way for me to describe this is it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit with puppets. Uh, I think the concept here is really, really interesting. Um, You know, like I said, I wish we could see a trailer yet, but it has a really big cast, um, Elizabeth Banks, Melissa McCarthy, Joe McHale, Maya Rudolph. Uh, so it's got some, and it's it's directed by Brian Henson. So, like I said, and I think I I'm not sure, but I was reading that it could be Rated R. I think that's a little undecided right now. I don't know. Um, 
but I'll go ahead and very quickly read the IMDb plot here. Uh, when the puppet cast of an 80s children's TV show begins to get murdered one by one, a disgraced LAPD detective turned private eye puppet takes on the case. Like I said, who framed Roger Rabbit with puppets? The potential for this movie is through the roof. But this is a risk. I mean, this is definitely, it's a challenging movie to pull off. Um, but I do think, you know, okay, box office wise, if this if this is a movie that gets that crazy word of mouth and if it lives up to its potential, I could see it making a lot of money. I could see it creeping into top 10 of the summer. But it would really, but for it to do that, it would really, really have to hit the level of its potential, which is going to yeah. be hard. Yeah, it, it literally has to do what Sausage Party did. It has to take everyone by storm. It has, which I finally watched Sausage Party, and oh my god, <laughs> like it, it really has to. Like that first trailer has to hit. Like it has right. to hit hard, yes. and then it has to get the word of mouth because it is a tough sell for of a concept. So you really have to get people invested into. It. I mean, some people like you are going to be intrigued by it, but. You know, the the common everyday person probably might not, although the cast will get some people in, intrigued probably. But, yeah, it really needs that trifecta of good word of mouth, good trailer, good Rotten Tomatoes score just to get butts in seats. And if it does get butts in seats, I think you're going to see it do – it's going to be that surprise end of hits, end of summer hit. Right, and I just – the idea of like a Noor puppet movie, that sounds amazing. I This is – I mean, I kind of said I was planting my flag on a uh, tag, but this is really the movie that like, like this could, this could end up as, you know, in my end of the year, like best of list, if it really hits home. Um, we'll see. I, I want to see a trailer soon though. I, I do. Yeah. Then we, we ran into one of rounding the out the end here. Yep. We Woo! got August 24th. We have replicas, uh, starring Alice Eve, uh, of Star Trek, uh, Star Trek in the Darkness. Into darkness yep. Yep, Keanu Reeves and Thomas Middleditch from uh, Silicon Valley. That uh, is a movie about sorry, a uh, scientist becomes obsessed with bringing his back his family members who died in a traffic accident. There's a trailer for this. It's not he, great. I'm always going to give Keanu Reeves a chance, though. He's kind yeah. of like to me. To me, he, maybe you'll disagree. He's like a JV Tom Cruise for me, and that's I mean that as a compliment, by the way. He's 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 akin to instead of JV he's akin to Tom Cruise let's say that there's not there's nothing JV about the big K, uh, but yeah I mean it's I feel like this movie was supposed to come out last year. Oh really? See I uh, see you I know feel what like, me? I, I feel like oh unless I'm thinking of another one where he was like there was another film that was kind of like this where he was like in a he was like a small part of it. it was like a cult or something like that. You know what? If you watch and this is a bad comparison I'm about to make because uh, I I hope it doesn't happen. But if you watch this trailer, you get a real transcendence vibe, which is uh, yikes. Yeah, um, I'm sure it'll be better than that. It, I, it's yeah, but but again, it just that's kind of the feel I get. So I don't know. We'll see. I always root for Keanu Reeves, as you should. And then there's the requisite end of summer horror movie, The Slender Man, which is based on the Slender Man urban legend. Um, it'll you know, it's not going to be like last year where we had Annabelle Creation, which cleaned up. Uh, it'll be fine. Like it'll make a couple bucks. But yeah, that is our summer. Uh, that is us going through the calendar. So, Dan, if we had to pick a top five of films that are uh, top five grocers, what do you what do you call on? All right, it's two top five gro. Well, this is also um, by the time you're also going to get a column I do every year, which is my top ten uh, 
what my prediction will be for the top 10 highest grocers of the summer. Uh, oh man, if I had to pick one, if I had to pick a top five right now, just on the spot, um, number one, Infinity War. Uh, I think number two, I'd have to go, uh, I'm deciding between Deadpool 2 and The Incredibles 2. Um, I think, I think Deadpool 2 is going to be that good, and I think it's going to get that level of word of mouth. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go Infinity War, Deadpool 2, (sighs) do I want to go solo here? No, no, I'll go Incredibles 2, number three, um, I will go number four. I'll say Christopher Robin, uh, Disney's Christopher Robin, and then it's really between Jurassic World and Solo. I guess I can't discount the power of Star Wars. I will go Solo number five. Okay, I will. But now, no. Can I just? I I have I I reserve my right to change that. Well, we when also I, when I really start breaking it down. Right. This is just on the spot as of today. Uh, yes, I'll go with Adventures Infinity War. I'm going to go Incredibles two, Deadpool two. I'm going to go solo, and I'm debating between Ant-Man. I'm debating between three movies. Ant-Man, the Law, uh, Jurassic World, and Ocean's 8. And I think I'm going to go with Ant-Man. Okay, I mean, that, look, I, totally fair. It's a Marvel movie, um, so we'll see. I, I, uh, I so what's your overall? So now well, that we've gone through the whole calendar, what's your what's your take on this summer? I, I think definitely a much better lineup than last summer. It's uh, not a bad August, lineup. August kind of takes a takes dump, but uh, yeah, I feel like a much better summer than 2017 in terms of quality, like at least on paper quality releases. Well, this is the question I was going to ask you uh, in the middle of our Deadpool two discussion, but I wanted to just put a little bookmark in it. Uh, what do you think will just be the pure, like the best quality movie of the summer? For oh, I, think, I think it's Deadpool 2. I think it's Deadpool 2. Uh, I couldn't even say it right. Gosh, Deadpool 2, I think, is going to be the highest quality movie. I think if you would have asked me last year, our answer was obviously Dunkirk. I don't know oh, if yeah. we have a film that's on the Dunkirk level of drama. Maybe that Christopher Robin movie. In terms of at least emotion, but I don't think we have. I don't think we have any. Unless there's something I'm missing, I don't think we have that same Oscar caliber film coming out. Um, no, there's no, there's no movie that really screams Oscar here like we saw with Dunkirk. Um, but I think your best. If I we're think looking for overall, like an awards gem, if you think if your overall entertainment, I think he, this safe money is on Deadpool too, because I think that's going to be really funny. It's going to have a lot of action. I think the story will be complete, whereas I don't know if the way Infinity War is is lining up, I think it's going to be more of a like a somber ending because someone's going to die and they're going to be on the ropes. So we're going to see if our heroes win the day, you know, and not try to be corny like that, but that's how it's going to go. So it's like I don't think people are going to be like uh, coming out of that with the uh, the super happy, positive summer movie vibes as they will with Deadpool 2. Well, for me, if I'm, so this is really the question is, do I want to put, do I want to put my money where my mouth is here? And the easy answer for me would be Deadpool 2 as just like in terms of best quality. But if I really do believe in the happy time murders, it's just such a, it's just such a wild card. It's such a wild card right now. It's so, it's it's such an, I know it's such an unknown, 
but do I really want to bank on the talent and well, here's, just pure, here's what and, pure and pure concept? Here's, I, you know, I might. Here, I might. Here's here's a better question for that. All right. What film has the most upside this summer? Oh, it's that one. It's it's for me. It's the Happy Time Murders, and I for know me, for me it's Ocean's Eight. Re- okay, uh, I could see that because I, I think I guess... there's more upside. I think people are go- like, I don't think anyone's su- suspecting it to be a blockbuster or a, a like. I think you you're you. I think if all goes to plan, it's going to be. Um, I think it's gonna it could really make a lot of money, and I think you could easily see a sequel, hopefully enjoyable. Uh, but I think you're gonna get. I think that could has the most upside to be the uh, a real show stealer this summer. Well, I, I think I can I can buy into that logic because I, you know, could it be as good as like Ocean's Eleven? I mean, that's a tall order. Mm. But but I guess but I guess if it could lit like if it could get into that ballpark, then I can buy your argument of, yeah, just in terms of pure quality, like that could be the best movie of the summer. I could get on board with that. Yeah, I absolutely do. What I think is, like I think like when you all right, so like so when you look at bomb? what's the bomb for the summer though? Oh, uh, that's something I really gotta reflect on more. But if I had to see, and this is you know you know why it's so tough to pick that, it's because it really goes back to what I was saying at the beginning of the podcast. Here is it's just I think this is a summer of safe bets. Like I just I don't see that movie on this list that's screaming you know flop. Like, you know, when we when we talked last year about movies like King Arthur or The Mummy, um, and even though a movie like Transformers 5, like, didn't flop, but I think we knew that that was going to have a major box office downtick. Um, I just don't, I, I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to kind of cheat here and be like, it's not going to flop, but what will the movie that will be the most disappointing box office wise, I guess I got to go solo a Star Wars story. Mm. Yeah, that wow, really. Yeah, that see cuz that one has like such the potential to go either way. To me, I think it's skyscraper. Uh, I think it's skyscraper. Oh, okay, that's not a bad I, one. I think that's going to be a flop. I think that but I, I don't think it hurts Dwayne Johnson at all. But I just don't see that. I feel like people just like I have heard no good vibes out of it. Everyone's like this looks ridiculous. Like I mean, then again, people still say Andreas, but I don't know. I just can't see it working. Well, I like, I mean, I don't know. Like, but this is, it's, you mentioned San Andreas and like, that's the thing. It's like, I thought I had, I forget when San Andreas came out, but that was another one where I had like, oh, flop of the summer, like flop of the summer. But Dwayne Johnson, he really surprised. I think even like when people were going into Jumanji, I think you and I talked about like, yeah, this could like this could be this could be a miss here, and obviously that one blew up. So I I, I can see that just kind of coming and going, but I'm not. I don't know. I'm not going to count out Dwayne Johnson. I just can't do it. Listen, Dwayne's great. Don't get me wrong. He's a but I think guy. yeah. But I think it really this is it's a it's a this is this is a tough summer to pick a flop because I think there's going to be movies like solo that could be disappointing. Um, and I even think like something like Jurassic world fallen kingdom, like I could see that having a disappointing run, but by no means are they going to come close to a flop. I just think compared to what those franchises usually do, you know, that movie would Jurassic world would have to be like rated like one of the worst movies ever made for it, for people not to show up. 
you know, it, it would have to get such bad reviews. For I don't know, but I mean, or I could see people being like, hey, look, we saw Jurassic World, like, we got our Jurassic Park fill, uh, we're kind of done here. But, like I said, I, I don't, I, when I say disappointing, it's just compared to what that first movie did. Absolutely. All right, Dan, that is the summer. Woo! Uh, you got a, a, anything else we want to cover before we get in there? Uh, I think we covered the entire spectrum here. I think it's going to be, like I said, uh, I think I think I think I'm gonna come out of the summer saying like we we saw some good things. Uh, I'm I'm I think I'm a little more optimistic than when this podcast started. Yeah, I like I said, it's it's kind of like that that high volume hitter, but it's gonna be yeah, there's gonna be some misses, but when they when there's the big hit, the, when the big hits come, they're gonna be for all the marbles. And I think I think we're gonna be entertained. I think we're gonna definitely. Not, I'd like to think we're not gonna see that same uh, kind of almost sad box office turn that uh, 2017 took in the summer. Um, I think we're going to see a strong summer. And uh, you know what? Thepopbreak.com will be covering all of it for you. Oh, Um, yes, we will. So we'd love for you to check out thepopbreak.com every single day because, you know, we produce a lot of great content in the world of film, which Dan curates, and then music, television, comic books, pro wrestling, you name it. Um, Also, check us out on social media at popbreak.com all spelled out on twitter on facebook we are facebook.com forward slash popbreak.com all spelled out we are at the pop break on instagram we are youtube.com slash user slash pop break uh popbreak.com all spelled out or that if you can just search pop break and you'll see the little blue and black star please do not forget Give us a rating on this episode. Yes. Subscribe to the podcast. Let us know whether you're listening to it on iTunes or you're listening on SoundCloud or wherever these podcasts may end up in the future. We would love to hear from you guys, hear your thoughts. We'd also love any feedback of this type subscriptions, ratings, helps the algorithm, helps us move up those charts and get more ears on this podcast that uh, Dan and I worked pretty hard to do this time, although it sounds like I'm just rambling at this point because it is a little late at night and I still have to watch the Walking Dead finale. Blar. Uh, so, Dan, where could people yell at you and say, damn it, Dan, damn it, the lost Jurassic Lost World is not the Lost World. It's going to be Jurassic great. Lost World that, <laughs> because oh, that's boy. what I'm calling it because that's what it is. It's no, I think I think look, I think people are gonna. I'm pretty sure people are gonna want to scream and rant and rave at me about The Incredibles too. You can yeah. you can so you can you can tweet me, Dan. How dare you? That movie is sacred to me. You can tweet me at D Cohen Writer, and again, that is at. D. Cohen writer, and as Bill said, please leave us a rating and review on this podcast and check out some of our other great podcasts that we've done. Uh, if you're a Wes Anderson fan, we have a great Wes Anderson retrospective podcast. Uh, we have a Ready Player One podcast, uh, Black Panther. Check out, well, we mentioned Star Wars. For, and so, for all the uh, the summer movies coming out this year, the big the biggins, uh, we will have an Infinity War oh, podcast. We will, yes, we, we will. will have. A, I'm sure we'll have a Deadpool and a Star Wars podcast as well as as with many other films. The summer, of course, we'll be previewing. For the rest of the year, we'll have our fall preview. We'll have our uh, we'll have our winter wrap. We'll have our year end podcast. Dan and I always do. And uh, hey, if you ever want to hear how wrong we were or right we were on the Oscars, we do an Oscar podcast every year. So I'm going to wrap it up now for Dan Cohen. And for Bill Bodkin, I want to say thanks for joining us on the Breakcast, and we hope you have an awesome summer movie season. Goodbye.